episode 112 of Legends of Grayskull podcast, the fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Eternia, Ethereum, Nordor, Primus, New Adventures, Old Adventures, Ladybird, You Can, Rose Comics, Mini Comics, anything and everything you can think of with that He-Man, She-Ra, Master of the Universe, Princess of Power, that Mattel logo, down in Take the corner. Two. Shut up, Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody. We got Matthew Dooch back again. I got Sean Scavarn up in the corner there. Uh, and back by popular demand, because since it's the Christmas season, uh, we got Curtis Ackerman with us tonight. We got a huge show planned for you guys. We're reviewing the He-Man Shearer Christmas special. We've got uh, fan casting of the Christmas story. Uh, we got all sorts of stuff for you guys. We got presents to give away too if you guys were here last year uh we're gonna give away some secret santa presents to you guys in the chat so make sure you stay tuned uh through the whole thing <sighs> boys how we doing tonight doing fantastic <laughs> wonderful we're very amused i think it's yeah you I, made my night it's it's been a good one already uh just so everybody knows in the chat we've already addressed you we've already made comments uh, but we weren't live, so we're not going to talk to you again because we've already done it. Oh, of course we are. We got Scott Baker. We got Wholesome Warlock. We got Cal Bunga, dude. We got Joe Gonzalez. We got Manny Gonzalez. No relation. Uh, and we got Andrew HM. Uh, all the way from Wales. Merry Christmas, Andrew. Merry uh, Christmas. Uh, so, boys, I know we're coming up to Christmas season here, but did you guys get any toys, anything, pickups this week? What we got? <laughs> Sean, you're in the upper corner. Let's start with you. All right. Well, um, I have been slowly but surely working on getting a few things back that I didn't want to part with. One of which was this bad boy. Oh, nice. I got me a Skelcon recently. And then, oh, hey, Skelcon. And I managed to find these two for an amazing price. Oh, very nice. Two pack. For under a hundred dollars, it blew my mind when I found it. Wow. So I had to get that complete and weapons and everything. Yeah, complete with everything. <laughs> wow. I'm I'm just showing off the figures real quick. To yeah, Sean is Sean has it hurts his brain if he has a figure that's not complete. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> and this guy actually was mine, and I got him back from the guy that I uh, I sold him to. So it was kind of like a. Okay, I got some money from you. Now I take my a thing. Little, and a little I'm, dark alley boom. action. You just yeah, jump. very nice. Dark exactly. alley. And did you get it back better. for the same price, or or has he had um, grown in value? <laughs> basically, I had I had credit with the guy that was thirty bucks, and he wanted him for forty, so I only paid ten bucks to get him back. So, oh wow, not right. too bad. It was almost like on consignment, so I really can't complain. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's my recent stuff. Nice, Udemus. And I got uh, the shipping notice for Mondo on Deluxe Skeletor, by the way. So there's yes, that. Yes, did you? Curtis, Very nice. He's shipping out. You know, uh, uh, Curtis, what you got? You got any pickups? You always have. I do. I do. Uh, first, I got uh, Thistlethorn to add to my. Yep, yep. Oh. Um, been looking for one and finally was able to acquire one through a Mr. Travis <clears throat> Bowles. Um, and he's, he's actually a lot cooler in person than what I realized because he's got like the, like, kind of mud spots on his boots and stuff. And then he's got like the way that his face looks. Um, let me see if I can get that to, yeah, he's like two different colors on his face to where he almost looks like he's camouflaged, like intentionally, like 
Oh yeah, know, like guerrilla warfare or something. I don't know. Um, and he so, comes yeah. with the best version of the sword horseman. So yes, yeah. Um, and then uh, my daughter and my wife went to Ross and got one of the uh, oh. twins for GI Joe at uh, for five dollars. Okay. And then I went on Amazon and got the other one for eleven dollars. So dollars, yeah. <laughs> I got both of them. So. So there, I wasn't, I'm not huge into the GI Joe line, um, but you know, I do have the dreadnoughts. I have Serpentor and now I've got them, you know, cause it was just too good of a deal. So, um, and then I've got an art project to show if that's okay. Absolutely. I completed oh, this, yeah. this morning and I think you guys are going to be impressed. So, <laughs> all right. Um, and let me just kind of show you the sides. And then the back, I just kind of threw the rest of the candy on there. So, and for um, audio listening, Fergus is showing off. Very yeah, nice. I, I, gingerbread house. We, me and my daughter and my wife worked on gingerbread gingerbread houses today. Um, so, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And mine looks like crap compared to theirs. So, now do you actually <laughs> use the frosting or do you super glue or hot glue it? Oh, no, no. It was all frosting. Oh, nice. Yeah. I can never get mine to stand up. So I always use the hot glue gun. Well, I had a problem that like one of the like the front side of the house like broke in half, like as soon as I pulled it out of the package. Yeah. Um, and amazingly, the frosting was strong enough that even with that broken piece, it still held it all together. So, yeah, I was nice. pretty impressed. So uh, and welcome to Dork Lair. And he wants to see you eat it live. Let's go. <laughs> Maybe later. Not, not quite yet. So. And this isn't a new toy, but I had to bring it for this one. Had to had to bring my little Mondo re relay. Absolutely. Yeah, because that's one of the coolest. If it wasn't for Mondo, we wouldn't have this toy. And I love it. So for that, I will always appreciate Mondo. So, nice. Yeah. All right. I got I got toys for once. Um so Adam McCombs, as many of you know, uh seems to be clearing house lately. Um so I picked it up from him. I got the Masterverse uh new adventures he man. Mm. Uh he's actually gonna go over with my cosmic legions. So he's gonna fit in real nice there. Uh, all his accessories are there too. He'd benefit from a from a dark wash, but yeah. that's all right. If only I could do that. Uh, and then I also grabbed the uh, Masterverse Ooh. Adventure Skeletor. Very nice. So uh, these are uh, these were the Target exclusives. Never showed up in my area, um, and I got them from him cheap. Is the helmet removable? I think so. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it looked like it was. Oh, that's cool. All his veiny. Uh, Ooh, I like that. I like yep. it better without the helmet. Yeah, they're a lot oh, of fun. Cool. I actually uh, think I like the new adventures better in Masterverse than I do in Classics. Mm. Um, I just think because because they were kind of thinner figures, anyways. So I think that works for them. Like yeah. I think this is a more updated representation of new adventures figures you know what i mean so yeah i mean that all being said new adventures definitely is the worst series ever to try to watch so yes 
especially masters related. I can't like, that's the one that I've tried multiple oh. times and I just can't get through. Yeah. I haven't been able to get, I've, I've had Sean watch the first episode for this podcast. And uh, actually one of the things that we're planning on doing, we've been planning on doing, we eventually get to it is I want to put together like a best of new adventures and have mm-hmm. him watch it because there are definitely some gems in there. Yeah, the series as a whole, there is no reason to watch the entire series. I will give you that. Well, I, but there I are definitely some I've, good stuff. I've seen in there. some, and that's why I appreciate the toys that you got there because there are some really cool characters and some cool designs. Yeah. Um, I like like some of the some of the things that they came up with. It's just the. The actual format, the voices, like everything about the episode, the, the episodes are just so it's just t- very difficult to watch. But yeah. but the, like you said, there there's some really cool stuff in it. Yeah. And it's one of the first I mean, they they actually did the multi-parters like the week long sagas like Thundercats did. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this Skeletor is amazing. I mean, there's some, there's great detail on his back. Someone, yeah, Scott, he pointed out like there is some great detail on this guy. Um, the only problem I have with those Masterverse figures um, is the sculpts are much better than the paint apps. You know, there's like yeah, I mean they're a retail line. Yeah, so. I mean some simple, you know, dry brushing, some some dark wash, that, like stuff that wouldn't be that uh. difficult would really make them pop. The sculpts are great. So, you know, there's somebody I like, I know I've seen people that have taken like classifieds and repainted them and stuff. If somebody wanted to do that with this line, I think it would really stand out if somebody repainted these because the sculpts are are amazing. So what you're saying is if I send these two to you, you're going to paint them up for me? Is that is that what <laughs> no, I No, mean? but I'm sure that Stephen Bashotti for a healthy price would definitely work on it for you. <laughs> And actually, they gave uh, they gave him the ponytail too that he got later in the series. Nice, yeah, lots of fun. Uh, yeah, Joe, I agree. And most pl- classics as a whole is superior. Just new adventures figures, I think I prefer the masterverse. Uh, you can't complain about the price, though. I mean, well, that's it. I mean, I don't buy the masterverse compared to even even when classics was around. I mean, obviously, classics are more expensive now because they're not available. But even when they were new the the price of the masterverse yeah. to even come close to being as good sculpture wise is pretty impressive for the price that they're charging well and i don't pay you know since the first couple waves i have not paid retail like i i wait oh because clearance. you're getting it on clearance or whatever yeah mm-hmm. yeah and he does have the the translucent Ooh. power sword and shield too that's beautiful so um i saw somebody do up uh they took the yellow demon. Is that Azar? Azar, yeah. Azar, mm-hmm. yeah. They took him and some cosmic parts and then these weapons. Mm. Uh, and it looked really cool. So yeah, that'd be cool. If I ever tracked one, that'd be fun to do. All right. We've got our pickups. I do have a quick uh, story, toy, toy pickup story, if you guys got a minute. Well, of course. We got plenty of minutes. Okay. So... Um, I ordered a couple weeks ago, we were doing our shelf selections on Sunday night and I did one, a picture of this, uh, three zero Optimus prime. And I had just talked to, uh, on, I was on dork layer show and we were talking about the three zero figures and they just look really cool. So I wanted to get one and I ordered this three zero Optimus prime and it was on sale for the, uh, I think it was after cyber Monday, but it was on sale on Amazon. 
picked it up for seventy nine dollars. It's normally like one twenty nine. Um, ordered it, and you know I actually paid for expedited shipping because I was really excited about getting it. And you know a couple days go by, a week goes by, nothing. Two weeks go by, nothing. Um, hasn't shipped. Don't know what's going on. They cancel my order. So for they don't even tell me why. They just cancel my order. And it was coming from Amazon Warehouse. It wasn't like one of those where I was gonna like, say I thought it was gonna be an overseas, no. like it takes nope, it, three it months from Amazon. Out. So then I go back on there to look after they cancel my order, and you know, magically enough, it's back on the website, but now it's 129 instead of 79. Mm -hmm. So I call them up and I I talk to this guy and I tell him what happened, and he's like, Oh, we're sorry about that. You know, we'll definitely get you taken care of, but I can't do it. It's above my, you know, my pay grade. I got to send you to this other branch. I'm like, okay. So they transfer me to another branch. Talk to this other guy. He says, you know, hey, you know, I had to go through the whole spiel again. What happened? And he's like, you know, hey, that's, you know, if that's sorry that happened. We'll definitely get you taken care of, but I can't do it. I got to send you to another place. <laughs> so they send me to another place. And I'm, you know, meanwhile, I'm on the phone for 30, 40 minutes with Amazon. <laughs> I get to this third person and this lady answers and I go through the spiel again. And she's like, she's like, Oh, well I see what happened and I see, yeah, it was canceled and now it's back on there. Unfortunately we have a, a policy that doesn't allow us to price match any of that. So you can buy it again if you want, but it's going to now be the new price, which is $50 more. And I'm like, yeah, that's not cool. Like, you know, I bought this thing, you had it available. I, you know, and then you guys canceled my order. Now you put it back on the website for $50 more. That's not cool. I need to talk to somebody else. So she lets me talk to her boss. So I'm not talking to the fourth person right. and the boss gets on the phone and she's like, yep, no problem. We'll get you taken care of. She's like, actually, I'm going to uh, give you the full purchase price of the figure so that you can go back and buy a new one for the 129. And I'm going to credit you the full amount of the 129 plus uh, any taxes. So they gave, so basically I'm getting the figure for free and it literally just showed up like as we were getting ready to do the intro. So I have not opened nice. it, but it worked out finally. It just took a while to get there. So, well, that was going to be, that was going to be my thing too, was like, okay, just like give you a $50 gift card balance. Like, cause that's right. what they do whenever I have an issue. They just like, how about I just throw some money in your, your, your gift card balance. I was like, great. Perfect. So like yeah. throw 50 bucks in there and I'll go buy this and it'll, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I just wanted to get it for the price that I initially tried to buy it for, but right. now I actually got it for free. So, <laughs> so yeah, if you if Amazon g is giving you a hard time and yeah. they did you wrong, stay on the phone with them because you'll yeah. eventually get there. So just pick pick on the small businesses, Joe. Yeah. I agree. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm worried that Amazon might be it might have to go out of business after I you know <laughs> got, got one over on that them one, like that. That one figure. Yeah. Uh, and welcome to Battle Ram Blog, Mr. Adam McCombs himself. Thank you, sir. The figures did arrive in great shape, and I can't wait. Oh, to nice. Them That's where you got them from. Yep. Yep. Beautiful. Um, it's actually I had I had a similar Amazon thing where it was a company where I had to return a dress that my daughter bought, and it uh. You know, they had me actually like ship it back and then mm -hmm. like they had to wait for it to get received. So mm -hmm. and so like I kept checking in with them and they were like, yeah, we're still waiting for it to hit our warehouse. And I forgot about it for a little bit. And then I went back on 
and to send another message to him and it's like this seller no longer exists on amazon and i'm like oh awesome uh it was yeah, like an 85 85 dollar dress like it wasn't you know it was a it was a formal dress so but uh I'm long sure story really short they one. they same thing i got i got a hold of somebody and they ended up crediting me the amount once i showed them it had been shipped back so gotcha good times all right uh we got some news uh earlier t- today we did have uh designer cons going on this weekend mondo did reveal their motubi disco skeletor looks amazing uh, right yeah well i mean for what it is it looks like disco skeletor uh, and he does come with the terror claws that mm-hmm. were first revealed for the the, the deluxe version uh, and last I checked this afternoon, he was still in stock. Two thirty-five. Oh, he is sold out now. Okay. Mm. So yes, he sold out quick compared to. I, did he though? Because I checked in like a few hours after he went on, and he was still there. Well, what did, I mean by that though is like when I when I uh, wanted the anti-attorney He-Man one, that one lasted a lot longer. The this one's. Uh, nefarious though it, it's got that you know it's got the urban legend vibe about it you know or whatever you want to call it where everybody loved to love to right. give this one crap back in the 2000x days yeah everybody so. hated it but then it just kind of became one of those it just became old things yeah. so uh limited to a thousand but like i said i think everybody who wanted one should have been able to pretty easily get one Mm-hmm. It wasn't a five-minute sellout. I can guarantee that. Yeah, no. I mean, some of the Motubis, they're gone in a few minutes, so yeah. that definitely lasted longer than those. But Yeah, that Merman one, I remember that one was... That's probably about the only one that's really... Uh, that's really tempting me was that Merman one that they did because it just it, it looks like he's underwater, like it works so well for Merman. Yeah. So, My gingerbread house is delicious, by the way. Oh, he is eating them on the other page right now. <laughs> nice. Uh, so did either of you guys get this guy? No, I did not. I, I think it's cool. Um, and if it was a six inch line, I definitely would have got this. But mm-hmm. for 12 inches, like it, it's it takes they take up so much room that you really got to. I don't know, unless you've got a huge display. I think you got to kind of stick with certain core figures. I know yeah. some guys they like just do the Motubi. Mm. Like it's that it's that shiny that gets them. Yeah, but... He is an amazing figure. Like he does look great. Yeah, the metallic colors look really cool on him. Yeah, I I was tempted because of the whole like okay that could be Terracloss Skeletor on the shelf then. Mm. Yeah, but uh, I ended up doing the 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 regular uh, version of Skeletor. <laughs> so. But honestly, like, I don't know. It's one of those things. Every time I see it, there's like things I, that are appealing. And then I look at it more and then I'm like, oh, I'm kind of glad I don't have it. But that's kind of fun. But I'm <laughs> glad I don't have it. And it's that whole thing every time I look at it. So, um, but out of the Motubi ones, I think this one's probably the most, it, it, it it's just, it sinks right in there in that way where it compared to like the man at arms one, for instance. Yeah. No, I put it at number two behind Merman overall. Yeah. Like, it works really well for that. Um, do I mean, you... the, Mer- the Merman, Merman one is really cool. 
the one thing that I would give this a leg up on the Merman one is kind of like Sean saying it, it does have kind of a tie in to something in the past. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the rest of the Motubis are just kind of their own unique thing. Um, but this one, you know, there is some nostalgia factor with this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, do you guys think they it might have sold out a little quicker if they hadn't started sending shipping notices out on the deluxe Skeletor? Like if, they, mm. if this had been to get terror claws early, I I think that, um, and this is just my personal thoughts based on my collecting, because I did have the Matubi Skeletor, I had the Matubi uh, Merman, and the line started. I mean, th there was a time where they were only putting out like one of these a year, um, yeah. you know, maybe two figures a year, but it wasn't a lot. And now they, you know, they've started ramping it up, and you're getting you know three, four figures a year, and they take up a lot of space. And you have to start making decisions with your collection. So for me, that's what it is um, more than, you know, well, the other one is coming and this is because they're, they're really two separate things. Um, yeah. And if you wanted it, I don't think that that would have mattered, in my opinion. I think it's just a space issue. Um, well, that and also, I mean, Hell Panthor just 500 bucks right there just last month. Uh, yeah, last month. Well, yeah, so, and, and yeah. Then that takes up even more room, you know. Exactly. Well, they, yeah. that and then and then what? Deluxe Skeletor was a month before that, mm -hmm. so it's like that. That is one of the things about Mondo at this point is they are cranking these out so much that I'm curious how. I'd love to see the line continue. I'm not saying that I don't want the line to continue, but I'm curious at how much they can keep doing that before the people finally just, you know, like what's the straw that's going to break the camel's back finally paying those kind of prices for something that, you know, four or five times a year, these things like battle cat and, and, uh, and all that too. It's like, it's a lot. And then we're going to have pretty soon. Yeah. So. I, I wish they, they were allowed to, because I, um, at least my understanding is it's, you know, because of the Mattel licensing and all this. And I, I wish they were allowed to make, six or seven inch figures um, mm -hmm. because with yeah. their designs, man, I would be all in, I would collect every variant and, and all of that. But absolutely um, being that it's the size that it is, I mean, you're right. I mean, cause you know, you're talking about the Skeletor and the, and the Panthor and it wasn't too long ago that they took our money for beast man. So, yeah. I yeah. mean, I forgot about beast. It's man. like, yeah. boom, boom, yeah, boom, so you boom. don't want 500, yeah. 250, 750, like at that, you're into like 1500 bucks in the last three months. Yeah. If you grabbed it all. Uh, crazy. And then on top of that, with Panthor, the <clears throat> pre-order for the the regular version of Skeletor was there. So if you wanted that one, yeah. another two thirty-five, you're doing on top of that. Yeah. Plus they all. Uh, it looks like um, at least the last I looked, <coughs> He Man's like Evergreen. He's still on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think the Skeletor is supposed to be like that too. They're supposed to. Yeah. Be, you know. And that's actually good because that 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 actually gives something that classics didn't do by making those two at least available. That if you want to start the line at any point, we'll see in a year from now if that's the case. But if you want to start yeah. the line and those matter to you that much, they're the staples. You have them and you can move forward. Maybe agreed. But uh, did yeah, you end up uh, getting Panther Curtis? No, I didn't. Nice. I may get the flock version, but. Yeah. If I was going to get one, it's going to be the flock. That's what I. That's the same conclusion I came to. I think. I think Sean's just out on Panthor, but I. I had to be, and on top of that, like I'm just at the point now where I 
have have done enough with the stuff I've brought in that I got to definitely like, you know, six months or so of just, you know, playing it safe at this point. But uh, I, I yeah. tell you what I really have liked about the, the Mondos is the deluxe ones, because especially like the He-Man and the Skeletor, and I hope they do more of those where it's like one figure that has multiple looks. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've never had a toy line that I really change the looks. Like if it comes with extra accessories or whatever, I usually pick one look, put it on my shelf and that's what it is. Right. But with these, because they take up so much room, like I can't have in, in my collection, I can't have a battle armor, He-Man and a thunder punch and a, you know, regular, but I can every couple months change it out and put the different accessories on it and make it the different mm-hmm. version and put it in my, in, in my display case to look at. Um, so I find myself using more of those extra parts and kind of changing the look on these more than I do with, with normal, like six and seven inch figures. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Much more Barbie-esque. So if that's what you want to call it. Okay. <laughs> it is. You got your outfits. You like to change their outfits every once in a while. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> like, like right out of the package with that deluxe He-Man, I loved the, the thunder punch one. Oh yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I think maybe it was about four or five months after I was like, you know what? I, I want to put the battle armor one on there and just kind of have that in there for now. And, um, so I think that's probably what's going to happen with the Skeletor. I'm going to, you know, I, mm-hmm. the battle armor Skeletor look is the, for me, that was the quintessential Skeletor look when I was growing up. Like I loved the battle armor version. Um, but I know at some point I want to see Terra Claws and, you know, the regular and all that. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Next up we have. The, from Dark Horse, we have the Art of Masters of the Universe Origins and Masterverse hardcover. I don't remember if we knew that this was coming out. We might have. Yeah. Uh, but it is. it did release two days ago on December 13th. It's an MSRP of $49.99. Uh, 224 pages, full color. Uh, if you've if you have any of the other Dark Horse art books, it's obviously that same format, just based on all the origins and Masterverse artwork, which uh, obviously features you know uh, uh, Eamon O'Donoghue, uh, Nate Barch, uh, many Excellent. more. Uh, actually, Menes, yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Does this feel weird to you guys? Like this this one as far as this release. It doesn't feel weird necessarily as it does. I'm not like, as excited like every, for it because everything that they've done up until now has been like old stuff that's done. This these right. lines are still continuing, so it seems very premature to me to put this stuff now. Now I love the art. I, I think the the stuff that that uh, you know Axel and and Eamon and everybody has done is has been great. Like the art is oh, yeah. fantastic. I just don't know why you would put out a book while the lines are still in stores. Like that just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I guess my big thing is just like one, one of the great parts of these books is seeing the never seen before stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. but like, I feel like since these are such modern lines and we get to see so much more behind the scenes, I mean, like we know these guys, we've known these guys since before they officially worked on the property yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, to me, it's there's less of that mystery, like, oh, what's going to be in here? 
I mean, it's going to be amazing, clear, high quality copies, you know, without the box, the text and everything else on it. But there's just not as much mystery there where it's like, I don't feel the need to rush out and grab this. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's stuff that I've seen recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just for me, it's like, I don't know, like, let, let's say that Masterverse goes for another year. Um, Masterverse and Origins, and then it it ends, right? Yep. What are they going to put out? Like a little supplemental book that's like you know an eighth of the size of this one. Scott you know took the like, words like, right out of my mouth. Well, I I get that. Yeah, <laughs> volume two, great. If it goes for another you know three four years, but what yep. if it only lasts six more months? And so now you've just got like let's say you've got five or six characters that aren't in here that you're missing the artwork for. Um, you know, do you put out a little magazine with the, the, I don't know. I just, it just feels weird to me, um, to do this while the lines are still running. Granted, I don't know where this ends, but I have a feeling like everything that was just announced, I'm assuming is not going to be on there. So right off the bat, you got 20 to 30 figures right there. Um, and so, yeah, if it goes another year, I mean, that's the thing about, origins and masterverse like it's they crank them out like i mean they're they're doing new waves like every month you know they they've they made them smaller they're like four figure waves but they are just constantly coming out so yeah i think if it goes enough a a pretty good volume too easily okay sean any interest Eventually, it, uh, it, for me, it's not one that I need to get like right now. But with the talent in there, it does make me go. I, I do want to get it at some point. So, yeah. But for the time being, it's cool that it's out. I, I I'm liking what I'm seeing here with the preview pages because I am somebody that I really enjoy seeing like the pencil work before the inks yeah. and all that. So when you see the process, uh, for someone like me, it really interests me. And I did see um, Nate was uh, Nate Barch was posting on Facebook, you know, hey, mom, I'm in a, you know, my my, my work's in a book now and all that kind of stuff, which that's already happened, if, if I remember right. But it is really yeah. cool that you're going to get those big <clears throat> shots that he did for the Masterverse line uh, in the book. So, absolutely. Yeah, bring it. But. No, I, I'm. I, I also I can see why Curtis is feeling the way he feels about it, though, because it it is like it's still an ongoing thing, mm-hmm. and you know it's like, does this mean Scott Knightley's been right all along? No. Is it going to end? You no. know, is that why we're getting this book? Is it? Is, <clears throat> do we not know this yet? But, um, how many? Pa- does it say how many pages it is? Two hundred and twenty-four. So damn. It's- it's a good size. Uh, and Scott does yeah. chime in. He must have gotten already. He said it's it goes up to that newest Sunman 3-pack and Snake Mountain. So, yeah. So, everything that they wow. just announced, you're going to have Turtles of Skull that you could slip in there. Um, I'll skip you know. that book. Oh. <laughs> uh, Don't need already, no car Turtles of Skull. We've already discussed that. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah. So, I mean, but... I will say, you know, if that showed up under the Christmas tree, nice and wrapped, I wouldn't say no to it. Well, nah, neither would I. Yeah. I still got to get the the Revelation art book. I think that's mm. one that I would prefer to find at a library or something and take a look at it, check it out for a week or two, and then 
return it and I would be fine with not owning it. So. The art one or the revelation one? The art one. Okay. Yeah, the revelation one. I, I, Jesse has that one, and and I got to look through it at one point, and that one's one that I I was pretty surprised by too. But I mean that that CGI one that was out. I'll That's... tell you what, that one is still fun to look through. And the other thing is, it was like maybe a month or two back, I went to Barnes and Noble, and those were already fifty percent off over there. So if you didn't get oh, really? it initially, there's definitely some deals out there on that one if you had any interest at all to check that book out yeah that I was wasn't... pretty pissed because i got it when it first came out i'm like you mean i could have saved money and i could have got it only like <laughs> five think... months later for like 50 yeah. percent off that's how it goes well, that's why i don't pay full price for masterverse anymore because well... <laughs> but yeah i just I, I want dark horse to keep doing this kind of stuff i want them to tackle the golden books is what i want i want a golden book collection um and so I'm, I'm going to continue to vote with, with my wallet on that one and keep picking them all up. So. Seeing some behind-the-scenes Golden Book stuff would be awesome. That would yeah. be. Absolutely. I love the Golden Books. If they had those, do, do either of you remember in the 80s they had those really big ones, the really big storybooks that were Golden Books? Mm. And it was like, here's a whole page that is just an illustration of Skeletor. Here's the one that's He-Man. There's <sighs> yeah, that, oh, there you go. I had those and I don't know what happened to them. I think I might recall them. I, I really, <laughs> really, if they did those along <laughs> with the golden books together, you got my money already because those those meant more to me than the golden books because it's <clears throat> huge artwork. And for me being, you know, for me loving art, that's, you know, that was huge for me as a kid. See, mine was I didn't like to do the reading, so my favorite ones were the ones with the little record. Yeah, because <laughs> those were great though. Because, like, on top of that, you had—I mean, the production value on some of those was so freaking they did cool. good with the voices and stuff. Yeah, yeah. like the the one uh, the EP one that that I know we've covered, and also podcasters uh, of the universe also covered that one. Like the voices. For me, like it, it chilled me to the bone as a kid because mm. he sounded like um, Jack Palance or something. He literally sounded like somebody that you did not want to mess with on his worst day, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then you had the, the music, which was like that was like 10 minute song that kept repeating itself. And it was brilliant. I loved it. But yeah, that's good stuff. And, oh, yeah. And, and that's the thing. Um, I, I used to know that, what, what's the name of the artist on that? Does it have his credit in there? Uh, I think this was, uh, what's the name? Yes. God, yes. If you hadn't asked me, I would have remembered his name. They didn't credit him, though? I don't think on these ones. I can't remember. Because he did some of the Golden Books. Adam, are you still out there? Uh, yeah, I know. He, I, we've gone over him before. Yeah. Yeah, but he, I can't. I'm drawing a blank off the top of my head. It's like if it wasn't Alca, Alcala, it was definitely that guy for me drawing it when I was a kid. Yeah, he just it, it worked beautifully with his artwork. You you broke Dooch's brain. He's he did, looking it up I, now because he can't let it go. It's that right. I can't. Fred Carrillo. Yeah, there we go. Ah. Fred, yes. Fred Carrillo, yeah. 
Yes. It's it's that whole thing of uh, I, I watched I watched a Doctor Who the other weekend and they had to pour salt in front of a monster and the monster had to count all the grains of salt before it could uh, move forward. Yes. That's kind of what you do to Dooch every time you if you throw something out there, he doesn't know what he has to figure it out or it drives him crazy. Because I know it, I just can't recall it. That's the day and age that we live in that you can just uh, Google it. I, I remember you know being being younger and like you know. You would have a certain song stuck in your head. Yep. And you'd only remember like three or four words to you or a certain actor. Or you're like, I know he was in this movie and I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know? And you were just stuck with that knowledge that you weren't going to know until it popped into your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And the or worst even- thing is now if you YouTube stuff, because like there's show songs that I remember like a couple of parts to it. And then I listen to it on YouTube because I find all these intros to cartoons from when we were kids and stuff. I'm like, where did I come up with my version of that? I like mine better now. <laughs> See, Adam's right yeah. there with me. He was having a hard time remembering it as well. <laughs> On that note, let's go ahead and let's give away our first uh, Secret Santa gift. Uh, now, for those of you guys who were here last year, uh, how this works is... Usually I have a present here to show off, but I didn't actually bring any down with me. Uh, but so what I do is I wrap a present and I send it to you. So we're going to know who the winners are tonight. We're not going to know what they actually won. So uh, hopefully get that out to you and get to you in time for Christmas or right thereafter. Uh, and hopefully you guys can throw it under your tree, open it up. And uh, so mystery prizes I guess in there. Yep. They're all mystery prizes. Okay, so let's uh, let's go ahead and do the first one. We'll do hashtag Fred Carrillo. That's two L's. <laughs> because now we will never forget that name. Fred Carrillo. So just comment below there, all you guys watching. Uh, <laughs> Curtis might be one of the prizes. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm just picturing him just laying on the floor like, hey, Joe. <laughs> well, I am a Raiders fan, Joe, so I may come out to visit you in Vegas one of one of these years <laughs> just to watch a game. Just to get disappointed? Yep. Uh, so, yeah, uh, for those of you that haven't done this before, just drop that right in the comments. Hashtag Fred Carrillo. We'll let that go for a little bit, uh, and then we'll give it away. Good odds so far. So. Very good odds. Yeah. Jump in here. Get something done. Come on in. <laughs> uh, so next up, actually, let's uh, go ahead. I know <clears throat> everyone's heard mine and show. Tacular here. Um, <laughs> sorry, you cut stuff. out there for a second. Everybody's heard you're in Sean what? Uh, sorry, he, he made me laugh. Uh, Scott Watts, <laughs> the leftover gingerbread house. <laughs> Uh, DJ5000, thanks for coming. Uh, make sure you put the hashtag below that. Do another comment. Put hashtag Fred Carrillo. Man, the uh, association is so... going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so we've got – this is our fourth Christmas Spectacular. We've done one every year. Uh, it's taken me this you long to, me. Yeah. to get Sean to watch the Christmas special. <laughs> but that'll, that'll come up in a little bit. Uh, so if you guys want to hear mine and Sean's Christmas memories, uh, go ahead and listen to one of those old ones. But Curtis, this is the first time we've had you on for our Christmas show. So 
Is there any particular Christmas where you remember a significant master's presence, presence of presence, um, I've got um, or anything, or any big like your your favorite Christmas gift that you got, even if it's not masters? Um, I've got two. Um, so the first one, and this is like right as masters is coming out, like it's you know. I, I think this might even be before I saw, I think it was before the cartoon. Um, and um, I remember my brother, my parents were gone one day. My brother was telling me that there was no Santa Claus. And I was all upset, you know. He's an asshole, like, apparently. Yeah, I was like, "There's that's not true, you know, whatever. So he takes me into my parents' bedroom. And he like goes into their closet and behold, there's yep. a bunch of toys in there. And one of them up in the top of the closet was the box for Castle Grayskull. Oh, like the big, massive yep. Grayskull box. And so he's telling me this. So I'm just like bawling. I'm in tears. My parents come home. They're asking me what's wrong. I tell them what happened that, you know, that there's no Santa and they've lied to me and all this kind of stuff. And they, of course, tell me that there is a Santa and that my brother's full of shit and all this kind of thing. And <laughs> and my brother says, because um, he had asked for Castle Grayskull so, sure. for Christmas, I should say that, mention that. So he, you know, my parents are saying that he's lying and all this and that. And he's saying that he's not. And he tells my dad, he says, he says, I know for a fact that there's no Santa because I saw that the Castle Grayskull that I'm getting for Christmas up in the top, top of your closet. And my dad says, you do not have a Castle Grayskull in the top of our closet. And he said, absolutely, I do. I saw it, and I know that it's there. And he's like, okay. He's like, I, I'm just telling you, there's not a Castle Grayskull for you in the top of our closet. So Christmas morning comes. Uh, we go down, and there is a big box that is the same size box as the Castle Grayskull that we saw in their closet. Uh, but it's got my name on it instead of my brother's. And oh. my parents gave it to me instead of him. So <laughs> that means the... Santa. Yeah. Gave it to Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Santa gave it to me instead of him. So that was the year that he kind of changed directions and went down a Star Wars path. And <laughs> I went down the He-Man path because I had Castle Grayskull. So nice. So that's one. Um, yeah, if you can't have Castle Grayskull, there's no point in even continuing right. the collection. Like. Exactly. Um, and then I think it was maybe two, it was either the next year or two years later, um, my my parents had kind of given up the illusion of the whole thing. And so they were just throwing yep. the stuff under the tree like before, you know, weeks before Christmas. Right. And I could tell by the way that one of them was wrapped, it was clearly a Masters of the Universe figure. And I... Yep. I didn't know what it was, but I knew that it, it just from the size of it, because my, my mom didn't try to like hide it or anything. It was totally the clamshell and everything with mm -hmm. wrapping on it. And some of those clamshells had like the little dimple in the front of it. You know what I'm talking about? Like oh, it, of course. Yeah. Yep. So yep. I was I thought to myself, like, because they were they were out doing something or they weren't in the living room or whatever. And I was like, if I just push in the middle where that dimple is maybe i can open up the wrapping enough that i could see what's in there 
you know. Yeah, you should at least be able to see the belly. Mm-hmm. That should be a yeah, right. good giveaway. Like they're pretty. So neat. I so I pushed in <clears throat> on that, and it you know yeah it did like rip a little in the like where that dimple is. And I looked in. The first thing I saw was the battle armor chest on He Man. Nice. Yeah, and I was like, oh boy, and. The problem was that then I had to act like I didn't know and contain my excitement for the next <laughs> like week and a half. Um, but yeah, I just I, I love those battle armor figures. The battle armor He Man was pretty good. I still like the original better than battle armor. Battle armor Skeletor Man, that was yeah. my jam. I the the bat something about the bat and then just the way that the like the black stripes and the armor and stuff, the rivets and everything were like it just looked very metal to me. Um, I don't know. It just made him look super cool. So very nice. All right. Let's go ahead. I actually have a picture of me on Christmas morning with the Castle Gray Skull, too. Oh, nice. <laughs> As a kid. Yeah. I love it. All right. Let's go ahead and give this away. Our first secret Santa prize. Oh. Hashtag Fred Carrillo. Let's see who we got. Joe <laughs> Congratulations. You are the first winner. Go ahead and reach out to me. I'm sure you know how to find me. You won uh, Curtis. Book. Yeah. Uh, and I will wrap Curtis up and <laughs> ship him out. Yeah. My, my wife said no. She said he did not win me. So <laughs> well, we'll have to get the lawyers involved again. He's on loan. Yeah. <laughs> We can have, we can, we'll work out a timeshare. It's fine. Uh, DJ5000, he loved the battle armor. Manny got his Grayskull for a birthday. I got mine for my birthday as well. Uh, and Joe says, woohoo, and just a bow. <laughs> there you go. Strategically right. placed. Oh. I, that would have to be a. Well, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> this is Legends of Grace Call. This is Legends of Grace Call. <laughs> uh, next week on Off World, uh, Bill, you can get a little bit more into that. Yeah, so we'll show you on the classics where the week. yeah, we'll show you on the classics where the bow will be on Curtis apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna make sure there's a bow on there now. <laughs> sure. Stay tuned, folks. Uh, I did want to throw out there, uh, I did for, it's kind of news, uh, right now through Heritage Auctions, there is a lot of pre-production artwork up for sales. Have you guys seen that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, to, I'll, I'll share a link over on the Facebook, but uh, I don't know, Motu Joe has been, uh, uh, promoting it pretty, pretty big. Lots, lots of cool stuff. Some Eternia stuff. I know I saw some real blast sketches. So all, all artwork from the toy designers, um, as they were working out the concepts, color schemes, everything else. So, uh, yeah, definitely check some of that out. If you like pre-production artwork, uh, Scott Baker's going after that real blast artwork. That is good stuff. All right. So with that said, let's go ahead and let's get to our fan casting. So, you know, we... Sorry, I got to write down Joe's name before I forget that he won. 
and I would have to come back and watch it. <laughs> Fred Carrillo. That's Fred Carrillo. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah. we decide. I know we've done a couple of these before where we take Masters characters and we cast them into another movie. I know most recently we did it with Skelly Vader for the Muppets. Um, mm. So for this year, and in honor of the Christmas season, uh, we decided to fan cast a Christmas movie with Masters of the Universe characters. So let's go ahead. Uh, I have my cast list. There we go. Uh, so right off the top here, boys, we got to start with Ralphie. So he, of course, is the protagonist of the story, and he wants the Red Rider BB gun for Christmas. Who do you guys think we should cast as Ralphie in our Masters of the Universe Christmas story? Sean, you go ahead and go first, because I just got thrown for a loop because I thought we were casting a Christmas carol. <laughs> I had completely different people, so I'm going to have to work on the fly. But so a, go ahead. A Christmas uh, story. Yeah. Yep, yep, story. Yep, yep. I'll uh, change, <laughs> change directions. Go ahead, Sean. Um, I, will, I will go with uh, Prince Adam for Ralphie. Okay. I... Obviously, that's the obvious thing, right? Mm -hmm. Is to go is to go Prince Adam. You know, he's he's the star of the show. Everything else, um, but then I thought a little bit deeper, and I'm going to propose that Ralphie should actually be Orko. Damn it! That's exactly what I was just going to say. Oh, you two are too similar. Because think about <laughs> this it though. Is how it works. Think about it though, because. You know, he's it, it, it's the kid, right? And he wants the thing, and he's regardless of the consequences, he's not listening to that. Like, that's Orko, that's Damar the demon Orko, right here, Sean. Yeah. I, I want to play with this demon, I don't care what anyone says. I want that Red Rider BB gun, I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> um, it looks like Curtis is in agreement there, and I, so I'm, I yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, if I was going to go with somebody different. Because I, I kind of look at, like, when I think of Ralphie, um, I think of, you know, kind of he has these things that he wants, ways that he wants things to go, yep. but he doesn't really kind of stand up for himself or do enough about it <laughs> until the, towards the end of the movie where he, you know, fights the bully and he does the thing. So so the, the one that also would come to my mind would maybe be Cringer, which would be um, a little bit different, but... Um, but yeah, I think Orko was for the childlike reasons and stuff like that, and and self doubt and that kind of thing. I think Orko would be a good one. And kind of moving on to see if this way Sean, because if you set up Orko as Ralphie, that means you can have the old man be Duncan, mm. and then you got that nice dynamic there. Orko helping Duncan change a tire. Yeah, that works. It does. It does. The, the, see, my, my the way that I thought of it, and, and I forgot, like, instead of it being the way that my mind worked to make this work, um, I, for some reason, instead of the Red Rider BB gun, was thinking it was the power sword. Mm. Because yeah. I'm putting it into Eternia. I'm turning mm. it around so that it is, like, so it's like, Adam might not want the power. Like, they never have it like he covets power. 
Yeah. But there is that, you know, him wanting to get the specific thing that will make him brave, make him powerful, similar. I mean, in, in all of his his uh, wish, you know, his fantasies in the in the movie, it's always he's protecting his family or he's doing something amazing and all that stuff. And it's like I kind of viewed it as Adam there. And then when you see him in the in his uh, daydream, he's He-Man busting out with the power sword and all that kind of stuff. So that's why I did it the way I did it. I got you. If you're going to play that route, though, you could also do like Skeletor as Ralphie and do Grayskull. Is the you could. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And that's that's actually an interesting movie in and of itself, then. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. I, mean, you could, I, I think I like the Orko and Duncan yeah. dynamic, though. I think that one, and out of all the the things I that think we that, talk about, I think that one sounds the best. And I think that's where it went in my mind because I think the Orko Duncan dynamic is more the old man Ralphie dynamic than Randor and Adam. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, what you think, Sean? No, I can't, like I said, I assume way, you had Randor as your old man. I I was going with Randor, and then there's that whole the the element similar to Ralphie's dad, where it, it, you know it's it, oh, if only my son were this, you know, kind of, mm. and it's it, like when Ralphie's dad interacts with him as a kid mm. and and as I grew up, I always got that vibe. Like if he was maybe like five years older, they probably would be closer. Yeah. Because he'd be able to understand, like, like the old man here, take this, you know, and the, no, turn around, turn around. I want to put the nuts in it. I want to put the nuts in it, you know, and all that. And it's like Ralphie didn't yeah. understand; he wasn't helpful at that point. Keep but if PG, he was a little huh? older, you know, <laughs> we are PG. Lug nuts, the nuts, lug nuts, taking the tire off the car, the lug nuts. It is uh, no I, Christmas. Yeah. You can roast nuts at Christmas. It's okay. It's I get, fine. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I feel like. um like I, I did get the impression that from Randor that he wanted more for Adam, but I never got the impression that he was irritated by him or, right. or, uh, you know. But, but Duncan definitely gets irritated with oh, Orko. Yeah. Like he gets, <laughs> you know, yeah. So, fudge. Just, yeah. just I just want to hear Duncan say fudge. No, but well, it would be Orko saying. It would fudge. be Orko saying That's fudge. Right. That's, right. Yeah. The, the thing yeah, is, right. I really. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want a filmation Christmas story using this because I want to hear man at arms swear so hard that there's yeah. still a cloud of it over Lake Erie or whatever he said in the movie. Cause I just yeah. I love or Lake Michigan. I think he said, yeah, and it's just that whole idea of every time that you saw him get <laughs> mad, he finally gets to let loose in this movie and you hear what he's really upset. I want him downstairs working on the furnace while everybody's upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> And there's there just like smoke exactly. coming from the bot from downstairs. Who shut the flu again? <laughs> or the vent or whatever. Oh god. Yeah. All right. So I think I think definitely good point, Sean. But uh, I think we got Orko and Duncan locked in there. Uh how about little brother Randy? And we've got we might as well throw out the mom too. We got mother uh mother park. Now, all throughout my my little brother Randy, uh, this is where I was gonna stick Prince Adam. I was gonna <laughs> stick him in as, as yeah, exactly. It just he's in the fucking snowsuit the whole time, and <laughs> yep. 
Let's uh, see that. That's who I I figured that'd be Orko in mine. Well, it's not anymore. Well, I'm just saying that was mine. <laughs> you want to know? There you got it. And then I guess like Marlena would have either Marlena or Sorceress for the mom because either one. You know, they have that, like, calming vibe compared to, you know, the whole, Daddy's going to kill Ralphie. No, he's not. And all that, you know, and and, and taking him away from the fight, yeah. making him feel better, at least. And stuff. Yeah, I went I went Sorceress just because I was going, you know, Duncan and Sorceress and same thing. It's She is very yeah. much the motherly type, so. Oh, yeah. Can't go wrong. Yeah, and way. I could see her trying to protect him, you know, when, when the dad's angry and stuff. Um. For I don't know if I'm thinking like a, like a younger sibling to Orko. Yeah. The, I mean, the first thing that pops in my head is Driel, but I don't know. Um, Yuckers. I was gonna say Yuckers. I think if you're mm. going crawling. Yeah, I can see that. That was also in my mind too. What was the uh, what was the 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 dude on uh, Shira? The little thing that was like you always Lukey. Lukey. That would be a good one too. That would be too. <laughs> All right, Sean, you're deciding vote. Who's 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 little brother Randy? Um I actually like Yuckers, to be honest. Right. There we go. Yuckers we got for the little brother. Uh it works because I mean he pissed off Orko how many times, you know. <laughs> took down all of Eternia with the Horn of Evil. Uh, Curtis, decide and vote. Marlena or Sorceress for the Mother? Uh, you gotta go Sorceress. Alright, Sorceress for the Mother. Uh, Alright, let's go with uh, Flick. Now, Flick's the one that got his tongue stuck to the flagpole, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so who are we going with for Flick? Who's getting their tongue stuck to the flagpole? It's got to be somebody man. stupid. I was thinking Ram Man too. Yeah, like, it's got to be somebody dumb. All right. Yeah. I I went Lizard Man in my head just because of like the lizard the tongue lizard thing, tongue. but I uh, I think you guys are right. I like Ram Man better. That's I could a, totally see Ram Man getting convinced yeah. to do that by you, you know a triple dare. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. And I want to see. I want him still with like the, the full armor on, but then like a scarf and a hat on top of his armor. Mm-hmm. That's uh. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, Scott Farkas. Oof. If I'm remembering the character names correctly, that is the bully, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I was in my mind. Obviously, like Skeletor's a go-to for bully, but just the way. Just the way the kid kind of looked with like the red hair and the wild hair and everything, uh, Beast Man is where I was going with it. The thing, I mean, the the one that you they were, I guess they were afraid of both of them evenly, but the the littler kid was the one that had the brains out of the two of them, and yeah. then Scott was just the muscle and the older kid or whatever. So right. yeah, I, I agree with that. But Beast Man works. Yellow eyes. God, he had yellow eyes. 
Sean really knows his Christmas story. I've seen yeah. it quite a lot, but I don't remember every single line like I do with Ghostbusters. Or Who's the um when they went back to like Orko's world and there was like there was a big bad that was uh, terrorizing it. Dragoon, yeah, Dragoon. Yeah. In the one episode, and there was another episode where there was an evil Trollin that was trying to take over the place. Yeah, I think those would be good. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm okay with whatever, really. Um, I think Beastman works, but um, I'm not sold on anything. All right. We'll go Beastman then. Yeah, that works. Uh, Miss Shields. We got the teacher. <laughs> the big angry teacher. See, I'm thinking Evil Lynn. I was thinking Evil Lynn too. Because she, yeah. well, she's very, I mean, he, he literally pictures her as, as the witch. But yeah. Like, so, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, but he also, he pictured his mom as a Harley Quinn clown too, though. Mm. So. Because yeah. that was like it, they're making fun of him, but in the moment, like it, it, you know, in in general, she's kind of stern, but she doesn't really. She's not like a bad guy necessarily. She's just an obstacle to overcome. Yeah. And Tila I, sometimes is an obstacle to overcome for Adam to become He Man when the yeah. chips are down. So that's kind of why I thought Tila. And she's also she's his his uh, she's his protector or his his bodyguard, I should say. But she also. In 2000X, she's teaching him to defend himself and teaching him to be a warrior at the same time. So, I mean, I always saw Tila as a villain anyway. So, I'm <laughs> <with you on>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Tila is our teacher. Uh, and thank you, Manny. Uh, Snoob. Snoob was the name of the evil trollin that mm. I was trying to think of. Especially uh, in 2000X. 2000X, Tila is like, man, she's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> She's always getting on Adam's case. Like, dude, just leave him the frick alone. Like, he's the prince. If he wants to lay around and be lazy, let him lay around and be lazy. Like, who are you to question him? Get the heck out of there. Well, Sandy, uh, no, nah, that's, that's Rose Google. Uh, uh, and Scott Baker, sorry, you threw off, but you threw out Buzz off somewhere. I think it was to the, the flagpole, but mm. <laughs> does, does Buzz hey. off even have a tongue? I was just thinking, <laughs> I guess technically he talks, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about how about the Santa Claus? Who's playing our Santa Claus? Mm. See, this is where I have like He Man or Adam, maybe Randor. Mm. Yeah this this one was a hard one for me. I didn't really I didn't really settle on anybody. This is another one that you might be able to throw like the beast man into just, uh, but again, kind of like Sean's frown with the teacher. Like he's not, he's not necessarily like evil or anything. He's just kind of that, that department store Santa that doesn't really give a shit. I think I would go Randor. Ooh. Oh, there's a twinkle in Sean's eye. I like when there's a twinkle in Sean's eye. Zodak. Ooh. It's, it, it, are you good or, or have, you been, <laughs> have yeah. you been good or bad? And I like that. And at the end of the day, you know, he wants something that he could be bad with. And what does he get? He gets a foot in the face and pushed down a slide because maybe he doesn't deserve it. Maybe that'll offset the balance. He's even the and, Santa colors. So. Uh, yeah. And, and I mean, he's, <laughs> he can have the, all the cosmic enforcers being his elves. It would be fun yeah. as hell to watch that. 
I can get behind that. <laughs> and he's in a chair. He's mm-hmm. sitting in a chair. I mean, it, there you go. It, it, it all works. It's perfect. Yep. <laughs> I will throw Curtis does, or Curtis, not Curtis. Scott does have a point here, and I hate this version of Randor. <laughs> it's the only place where he would be appropriate, and that no, is the drunken Potu Randor. Have you been so. good this year? What have you done? <laughs> what did you, you do? Why? All Speak right. Out. I think that's all our main characters, but I'll let Sean <laughs> sign off on that because he is definitely more of the Christmas story guy. We didn't do the toady. What's his name? I mean, we kind of we alluded to him, but we didn't like cast him. Really, we get, we did Scott Farkas though. Um, Which one was that? Schwartz? No, the Rover Dill. Um, the little yeah, kid with the hat. The yeah, like, the, the little the little the kid guy. Scott. Gotcha. Yes, yes, yes. And and that I mean, right there in that Skeletor. So I mean, that's an easy one for me. He just wants to run around causing havoc with Scott. So. And and make kids give him lunch money or whatever it is. And I love that he's like, Rah! and he's like freaking like two foot nothing, you know. Like, but somehow they're scared of the kid. <laughs> so, yeah, I can get with that. Yeah, perfect. So the question is: Is Orko after the Red Rider V begun, just like in the movie, or is it he after something else that's from Eternia, perhaps like his wand, maybe his just, wand or something? I would, if we're gonna switch it to an Eternian artifact, it'd have to be the his magic wand. He wants, yeah. he he want he wants the uh, the tiny trollin magic wand. So that works. Okay, uh, and he's he's gonna blast his eye out. <laughs> I'm gonna blast my eye out. <laughs> <laughs> your <laughs> all right very nice let's go ahead and give away another present why not mm-hmm. uh, let's do same thing guys throw this hashtag I didn't reload it. <laughs> uh, we're gonna go hashtag magic wand. We, I think we got more prizes than people at this point. Yeah, you don't know how many prizes <laughs> I have. So <laughs> get what they're given. <laughs> we are thankful for everybody, no matter what the numbers. <laughs> And some, uh, I know I did a horrible job of promoting this, so. All right. Throw hashtag magic wand down in there. And we'll give that away in just a minute. Oh, boy. Here we go. Know what's next. Special. Yeah, here we go. (laughs) She-ra, she-ra. Hmm. I did watch it today. Did you? Yeah, I did. I watched it Wednesday night. So I always have to watch it at least once a year. So I have to because I'm on podcasts and they make me. Joe, Joe is asking if he can win more than one. That will be up to the douche because he's the one doing the uh, spin. But 
Uh, Joe eligible again, or is he is he one is it one and done? Uh, we're gonna go ahead and do one and done for right now. Okay. Until we run out of people. <laughs> That'll be the next one. Gotcha. We'll start giving ourselves presents at that point. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now that I have my book, because I'm so used to doing this. All right. So we are discussing the He-Man She-Ra Christmas special. Written by Don Heckman and Bob Forward, directed by Ernie Schmidt and Bill Reed. Uh, in the UK, this was originally aired on December 30th, 1985. Um, so without going into, we'll get into the actual story in a minute here. What, when do you guys remember first watching this? And what did you think of it at that age, generally? I mean, I... I remember watching it when it came out um, and you know, I, I, it was, it was one of those where, um, you know, my sister had gotten into She-Ra and I actually thought it was really cool. I didn't, I didn't play with my toys. I didn't like share my toys with my sister, or play, but, but I, I definitely stole some of her horde figures to play with he-man um so i thought it was cool because it was like i got extra toys without having to use up my birthday or christmas money um but uh, yeah I, I remember seeing it at the time and i thought it was really good i thought it was a good um like they mixed the the two together and and did a pretty good job so um i i want to say i probably I, I saw it when it first aired because it was it was um, it was on like a weekend, if I remember. Yeah, I could see and that. That that was like one of those like there's a He-Man episode that I haven't seen, and it's about to air <laughs> in the afternoon on a weekend, you know. And I I'm pretty sure I watched the whole thing, uh, but yeah, it, it, for me it was a mixed bag because that was around the time when uh, like I was still into He-Man, but this wasn't exactly my cup of tea of the He-Man stuff that I wanted. So I know what was on. I know I saw the whole thing. I just, I don't remember my initial reaction to it as a kid at, anymore. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. I, obviously I was less than a year old when this first premiered. Um, so you remember the whole thing. I, but I watched it day and date. You know, I was sitting there in my Pampers in my yep. high chair and made bottle no. in one hand, power sword in the other. Uh, oh wait, this is Legends of Grayskull. I'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's one that I like. I don't remember a Christmas without this special. Uh, my mom had recorded it off live TV, uh, so much so that the opening lines. I never heard until I got the DVD because mm -hmm. the beginning there was a thunderstorm warning in our oh, area. Wow. So the beginning the of my Christmas special was like, and then, you know, the, these counties are on yep. watch. These counties are on a warning, you know? So like that, the opening dialogue with Marlena and Randor, mm -hmm. like I never heard that until DVD. Hmm. So, uh, cause they, they, I could hear muffled, but it was just the, the, rah, rah, rah. so to, to the point where like, it still feels weird to me 
watching it without that. (laughs) (laughs) I have actually gone through because there are some YouTube channels where they've uploaded like their personal copy, like with commercials intact. And I've actually gone through some of those on the off chance that like maybe someone like recorded in the same area at the same time. Like I would love to be able to find a copy with that thunderstorm war or winter probably winter storm actually now that i'm talking about because it was december i'm sure but yeah it just it's just funny all right so let's uh so for me this is required viewing every year Mm -hmm. you know um watched it every year growing up ever since the dvds came out i watch at least once a year uh have you guys stayed with this the whole way or have some of you uh, not come back to it in a while? Uh, well, I'll just answer for me the, like the, you know, I kind of got away from toys there for quite a yeah. while from, you know, when I hit like my, you know, late teens, mid to late teens um, until I got back into it in my, you know, probably mid thirties. Um, but as soon as I got started getting back into toys, I started watching this um, every year. So um, I would say probably for the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, I've been, you know, watching it every year. So nice. I've been Sean. made to watch it the last couple of times. <laughs> I, 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 when I was on council, the first ones, the first Christmas episode that we did, it was, um, uh, uh, Renee, who's passed away now back uh, from COVID in 2020, but he hosted and David Clark and I did uh, basically mystery science theater throughout. Um, and I I did not criticize it because I it was the very first podcast I was ever on and I didn't want to be that guy. But rewatching it that way had me sitting there going, I remember some of this and I know why I blocked some of this out and I'm just going to be this guy and you know, focus forward. Do not be, you know, like going on your tangents or whatever. But uh, I've probably grand total in my life. I think I've probably seen this four or five times at the most. Hmm. I'm a curse. <laughs> oh, we got him to do it this year. So, yeah, you, you yep. this this afternoon <clears throat> while I was working, I had it on and I was watching it while I was working. All right, let's go ahead and give away this magic wand one right quick. Yes. So now that Dooch got you to watch it this year, what is the reset timer on it? Like, well, when do you... Let's, think- <laughs> let's get through it first, and then okay, we'll... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> All right, Scott Baker, congratulations. Nice. You are our next winner. Uh, go ahead and get me your address and your... Gift will be on its way. Awesome. All right. Let's get into this. Scene one. At the Royal Palace, King Randor and Queen Marlena watch as Eternians and Ethereans alike decorate and prepare for the upcoming birthday celebration in honor of Prince Adam and Princess Adora. Meanwhile, Prince Adam and Man-at-Arms are busy setting up the Sky Spy, a new spaceship that will allow them to watch Skeletor's every move. A curious Orko climbs into the Sky Spy and accidentally starts the engines. Within moments, he finds himself blasting off as an amazing Christmas special intro comes on. 
after that, he is being chased by Skeletor and his evil warriors. He-Man and She-Ra prevent Skeletor from capturing the spy, Sky Spy, but are unable to reach the ship as it hits warp speed, vanishing from sight. Yeah. Now, for, for me, as a kid, uh, seeing that opening Eternians, all the Ethereans, like, blew my mind. I'm like, there is everybody, you know, mm-hmm. and, and together, right? Because, I mean, we had some He-Man crossovers into She-Ra, but, like, the Rebels never came to Eternia, you know? Uh, now, years later, we know it's because of how the series were produced, um, but for me as a kid, especially, I only had the VHS tapes to go off of. If you didn't know, Curtis, like I didn't, I didn't get the show in my area by the time I was watching it. We didn't have oh, cable. Okay. So I only had the VHS tapes. So for me, like this, a lot of characters, Cyclone, this is the only time I saw him in animation growing up, you know? So it was, it was really cool there. Um, and just whenever you see something different, like the palace covered in snow, you know, it's just those little things that are like, okay, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that part. Um, and, I, like, I forgot how many uh, how many characters were even in that scene. Yeah. Uh, like you said, Cyclone walking by. And, I mean, like, I like the Fisto was in the background at one point and stuff. And, um I'm not going to lie. The first thought that I had looking at how many people were there, though, is Etheria is effed because everybody is here. And who's going to stop Hordak today? Because <laughs> they literally all just, we're going to go through the portal and boom. And it's like, well, Mary, you know, like, Merry Christmas to Hordak. <laughs> he gets all of Ether- Etheria to himself, you know? Mermista like, stayed behind. Know. Yeah. Mermista stayed behind, but how much is she really going to help when it comes to <laughs> everything? I mean, I know, you know, she's, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure Etheria has a decent amount of water on its surface, but I, I don't know. She doesn't <laughs> strike me as being that kind of a character. So. <laughs> I, I got I, I can't disagree with you. Definitely watching it as I got older with the critical eye, like that is definitely a a, a point that is valid. See, uh, I never looked at it with you know realism in mind. <laughs> like, yeah. like I'm you know, just kind of um you know, put all that stuff in the back of my head and you know, just try to enjoy it like I was a kid. And for me, like the the whole Orco being Orco and doing something mm-hmm. stupid and, you know, irritating man at arms is like quintessential filmation. So, yeah. you know, it's just a great start to it. Um, The collector, like yes. just seeing the collector, I always wanted that vehicle. And I'm, I, it's a shame that with all the different <coughs> master's lines that we've gotten, we've never gotten a collector. Um, That, that really sucks. But that battle with, you know, He-Man and Shira on the collector trying to stop him from, from getting that thing. And, um, you know, just seeing like, I think that was the first one that I remember seeing like spike or, and maybe yeah. even too bad. Yeah. That um, was, for, for me, that was the same way. Like spike or too bad rat lore. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So you get to see these characters that you don't get to see a whole lot. Um, you know, the, the whole fight there with the collector and stuff. And I I just thought that whole beginning was really good. I I I enjoyed it quite a bit. I really felt like the, the 
action was stepped up, which is funny because mm-hmm. this is the Christmas special. But like, you know, He-Man zooming out. Oh, Laser Bolt. Like he's riding yeah. the Laser Bolt. Only appearance in the Filmation series. Um, and I love that toy. You know, he rides up there. He jumps on. He, you know, the, the huge collector with the tiny Sky Spy, which we just saw Orko like flying up. Right. And now it's like this tiny thing. The claws going out. He-Man just whipping, you know, using his sword to the best of Filmation's ability. Mm-hmm. Right? Like. I feel like if this had been a regular filmation episode, he would have like tied the claws into a bow or something. Well, he no, did he tie whips... him. He did tie him into a knot there for a bit, mm-hmm. but then he whips out his sword mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Ding, yeah, ding!" You know, the force belt is coming out. Yeah, uh, He Man and Shira at their quippiest pause to claws. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, well, just I liked the fact that um, the they made He Man and Shira work very well together. It yes. wasn't like. It wasn't like He-Man was always saving She-Ra, and it wasn't that She-Ra was always saving He-Man. Like they, they both worked really well together. It was, it was very kind of equal mm-hmm. partner in power kind of thing. So I, I thought they did a good job of that. To where, you know, if you're a, a She-Ra fan, you're a girl at that age, and you're watching it, you don't feel like, oh, well, she's playing second fiddle to He-Man. And if you're a boy watching it, I don't think that you see that and go. You know, oh well, he's he's not as he's cool gotta, as he used to be, and you know he's got to get saved by his sister and stuff. Yeah. So, I thought they did a pretty good job with that. I agree. I still, still to this day, one of my favorite scenes in all of the series is you know the first force belt comes out and He Man just like <laughs> yeah, yeah pop, and then right. like a dozen force belts come out. He's like. I think I'm in trouble. Well, yeah, and, and he also like he drops the sword, and yeah. it's 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 funny because like the sword, you know, they're flying at whatever speed they're yeah. flying at, and the sword just like sits there and is yeah. it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> it is like yeah. But again, that's I, I always notice the same thing, and definitely the animation was stepped up for this special because. You know, in any other episode, the sword would have dropped and it would have just been gone. Yeah. And then he would have just had it back later. But they actually made sure it stayed there. And there's a few other points in there along the way. Versus a normal episode. Like, if nothing else, I think these guys were really like, we got to knock this out of the park. Yeah. Uh, What's up, Wichita, Richard? We just finished scene one of the He-Man Shearer Christmas special. On to scene two. Scene two. All right. Uh, after crash landing on the planet or Earth, Orko saves a young brother and sister, Miguel and Alicia, from an avalanche. Back on Eternia, the heroes realize that Orko was in the Sky Spy when it launched. Man in Arms reveals that he can bring Orko back with a transport beam, but requires a carrium water crystal. A crystal not located onto Eter- on Eternia. What do we think of the children? Alicia's got great eyes. <laughs> she had those beautiful blue eyes. Yep. Little blonde hair, blue eyed. What's up, Lacey yeah. Dean? Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. I, I always thought it was just kind of um, odd that they're, you know, out there on their own without supervision and stuff. Um, as a kid, like it was just it one was of those 80s. where it's like, like you know, well, like where your parents that kind of thing. But <laughs> um, I mean, the eighties were big time stranger danger and all that mm. stuff for a lot of kids. So that I agree with that. Actually, you were you were out from sun up to sunset 
not a cell phone in sight. That's uh, I I get that, and I and I was, but but to be out in the middle of nowhere no, in know. a snowstorm, yeah. dragging a Christmas tree, like it was just kind of like, okay, this is a little bit odd, but um, you know, I understand that they have to set up, you know, what's to come and stuff. So well, and I think yeah, that I didn't really have a problem with it, but I I don't think that this yeah. scene was as good for me as the first scene for sure. Well, I think, I think it's one of those things where it's like, so it's like Christmas vacation, right? Mom's working at the department store to get some extra Christmas money. Mm -hmm. Dad's a doctor. So he's busy all day. And it's like, you know, it's Miguel and Alicia sitting there and Miguel's like, you know what we should do? We should go get a Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. Mom and dad will be mad. No, let's go do it. Come on. It'll be cool. Yeah. And then next thing they know, it's like, no, Miguel, we shouldn't go this far. Like, When we when we see who their parents are at the at the end, no, uh, I'm not trying oh, to jump forward too far. Alert. I'm not trying to jump forward that far. <laughs> but all I'll say is, all I'll say is, there is no freaking way their parent their, <laughs> that their father is a doctor. That guy was fighting King Koopa in the freaking sewer. When I saw, wow, him, that's freaking Mario, dude. There's no way around. This that. isn't off world, Sean. <laughs> Uh, which thought Richard that that I would not mind the Miguel Orco and Alicia finding a dead body by the railroad tracks. That could be a good uh, movie there. Oh, you want to see a dead right. body? <laughs> Trista, welcome. Uh well, we just got an influx of uh of new watchers, so I I yeah. think we need to give away our third uh Secret Santa prize. Uh, Orco shows up in the ship. First thing that Miguel says is, "You want to see a dead body?" <laughs> <laughs> Killed somebody. <laughs> Orco's like, "What planet did I land on?" <laughs> Orco, yeah. Orco ends up being on a on a roast spit <laughs> on top of a fire for Christmas. Oh, uh, okay. Kind of gummy. Uh, so we're giving away some uh, secret Santa presents here, guys. Uh, if you win, I send you a present. You don't know what it is. You get to open it on Christmas Day if I get it out in time. Uh, and for this giveaway, we're going to do hashtag dead body. So <laughs> go ahead it. and drop that in the comments there nice. with the hashtag, hashtag dead body. Uh, and we will give that away in just a little bit. Was it still part of scene two where the avalanche is occurring? Right. That's what Orko saves them yeah. from the avalanche and everything else. Yep. Yep. So one thing that I wanted to like bring up and mention on that, like, I, I think it's interesting that like on <clears throat> Trala, his magic works on earth, his magic works. It seems like just on Eternia that his magic is like really backwards. Yeah. Well, it, his, it's not that his magic never worked on Eternia, you know. It like, usually goes wrong, but, yeah. but in other places it goes right. And I and I wonder, I don't know, maybe I'm just trying to draw too much into it, but I, I wonder if there's something to do with the magic of Grayskull, the magic of, you know, whatever else is going on on Eternia that, that makes his not work the way that it should as it does in other places. And I think Sean, I think we discussed this before, probably on our uh, trouble and Trolla episode, because when Adam goes to Trolla, he has trouble transforming into He-Man. Yeah. I like and that. Transformation. He's got, he's got to figure it out. So mm. we, uh, we talked about like, there's some kind of magical interference mm. going on. Um, but I mean, even here, you know, he does the spell and then he's he, he literally goes, please work. Right. Like, 
These kids are, I'm going to see a dead body here. If my spell doesn't work, I'm going to see two. Of them. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it, it definitely wasn't like a sure thing. I didn't feel. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Well, I mean, he lands on a strange planet. He doesn't know whether yeah. it's going to work or not. So yep. I get that, but, um, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting part. Yeah, I completely agree. Just real uh, quickly. See if you can do hashtag dead body, all one word, like one word, like everybody has it on there. And then that way you'll be entered. Otherwise you probably won't be entered. Good call, Sean. Good call. Um, and of course, we've got uh, Manorms creating uh, a transporter beam that requires an element that's not an Eternia. Yeah. So that's always fun. Uh, he does say Carrium Water Crystal, and in the later Brave Star series, uh, Carrium is the New Texas equivalent to gold. So it's oh, like a okay. rare miner mineral. So this is uh, this is kind of the beginning of that, okay. at least the name. All right. So luckily, Adora knows where they can, or she knows is carrying water crystals on Etheria. Uh, and since they're water crystals, who else should she talk to but Mermista? So she heads to, to Mermista on Etheria in the glorious Crystal Falls, now available on your toy shelves. From Mattel. <laughs> uh, Marista informs Shira that a pool within the old ruins is where the crystal can be found, but the beast monster guards it. Shira, Swiftwind, and Marista overpower the beast monster and attain the crystal. As Marista departs, the monstroids appear and imprison Shira and Swiftwind. The villainous robots leave for Monstroid Central, enabling Shira to escape. Uh, did any of you guys realize as kids that the Beast Monster was supposed to be the Fright Zone toy playset puppet? I didn't even realize that until you just said that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've been chipped. No, but... I, ne I never thought of it as a kid because I didn't view... I viewed that puppet as a snake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if you look at the neck and head of the beast monster, hmm. it is very fright zone puppety. So I just like that they were worried about that monster, and then Shira just kind of dispatched him like super easily, just like kind of <laughs> like one of those uh, when you see a sumo wrestler and like <laughs> one of the wrestlers is charging the other one and <clears throat> use their own like momentum yep. against him. She was just like kind of sidestep, <laughs> like there you go, like just get over there. <laughs> and dumps him in that thing, and then it was just like, okay, that's it. Yeah, I remember like, that you know. scene being much cooler as a kid. <laughs> oh, the beast monster! Oh, he's roaring and he's coming at her, and oh no! Yeah, he did that He man did that sidestep move how many times though? Like, yeah. as as much as it's like, wow, it's he man, it's action, and then out of nowhere he'll just do and grab somebody, just throw them, and then that's the end of that. And you're like. I thought it was going to punch him. I thought it was going to go the distance this time. No. <laughs> no. <So. laughs> no. Oh. no, but now, now I'm like, it, I actually feel bad for that Fright Zone monster because I'm like, dude, only he, he could get his head and neck out. That's horrible. Yeah. That thing's bigger <laughs> than that. It's like, it's like the horde are jerks. You know? like they probably put that 
around it so they could keep it there. And then it's like, oh yeah, he'll feed on. Maybe that's that where way. he stuck after Shira threw him. And yeah, so from that yeah. point on, he could only get his now neck and head out. I didn't even think about that. Is his last scene? He's just shooting the neck out at her. Oh my god. <laughs> I we did think figured it out. Thank you. I did think about that with the place that on this watch today. Uh, I'm like, it'd be cool if, like, down the line, he like Kool Aid Man's out of like the place that, like, oh yeah, <laughs> rock going everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that would have made the Freight Zone so much cooler if they actually like you could actually have him come out, but it's even more. It was scary. actually like like a like a whole rock thing with a whole yeah. Room, like, it like pops open, it breaks and he, them apart. Yeah, yeah. it's that not just a, a little snake; it's it's a whole yeah. monster. I love it. Oh, good times. Uh, real quick here, just a reminder: we are doing hashtag dead body for the latest Secret <laughs> Santa giveaway. Matthew Dotter, welcome. Uh, if you weren't listening a few minutes ago, that hashtag makes no sense, but trust me, it does. <laughs> uh, go ahead, drop that down Christmas. there. We'll give that away in a second. Uh Oh, and the monstroids. So obviously, resemblance to same name as the monstroid toy, uh, and that's where the similarities end for that. But it's definitely something I think was, uh, you know, a lot of the Shira stuff. Mattel inf- or yeah, Mattel Inflammation worked on together with the concepts. So I've got to imagine they were passing concepts back and forth for the monstroid at that point. And obviously, filmation were going more of a big robot for it. Mm-hmm. And I know the toy was kind of robotic too, but also very monstrous. So, um, I mean, it, it should be noted that this special came, you know, towards the end of the He-Man line, right? Uh, the or, or the filmation series, I should say. Um, and it was, it was yeah. produced between seasons one and two of She-Ra. Right. So the He-Man tune was already done and half of She-Ra was already done. Right. So at this time, you know, some of the, the you know, whether it's Transformers, GoBots, different things toy-wise are really picking up speed in terms of robot toys <coughs> and stuff. Yep. So I, I felt like there was kind of a, that influence on these. Um, it, it was, I don't know, it... As as somebody that watched all of Filmation and and some of Shira, like introducing new big bads, I guess in a, a Christmas special, just kind of felt a little weird. Like I never really bought that they were much of a real threat. Yeah. Um, and and it's nothing that we ever really got in toy format like they are in that special. So right, it it just never really landed for me. Um, the 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 monster that she fights beforehand. I thought was really cool, but the monstroids, I, it just never really did anything for me. Yes. Uh, Matthew daughter, we are talking about the Christmas special. Uh, it's going to be a fun wild ride. We just started. I completely get what you're saying. I did just look it up. The monstroid toy came out in 86. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's definitely during the development of that. Um, Let's go ahead and give away this dead body here, and then we'll move on to. The next. <laughs> It'd be funny. It just a dead body shows up at somebody's <laughs> house as a prize. <laughs> it's like here, I killed it. You take care of it. <laughs> like, uh, Clint Fogey, congratulations, Clint! You are the latest winner of our Secret Santa prize. Uh, reach out to me. 
Uh, either Facebook, if you're on it, Matthew Dooch, or uh, logpod85 at gmail.com. If you're not on Facebook, uh, get me your address, and we'll get you a prize. Congrats. Um, Real quick before we do leave this scene, because I just forgot. It, it does have one of my favorite She-Ra sword transformations when she's getting out of the bubble, and she does sword to flame. And just cuts through it. I, I always like that. Scene. I like the spin kick that she does once she cuts. Oh, after the, she, yeah, she yeah, carves she does, it. And yeah, and then she spins and like gives yeah. a roundhouse to it and knocks it open. I was like, <laughs> okay, that was pretty badass. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I, I just I really feel like the action in this whole thing is like a step above. Like I, yeah. I don't know if it's because it was a special and maybe the normal sensors weren't looking at it because. It, it was broadcast on a weekend, mm-hmm. you know, more in prime time. Maybe they, maybe it was like they actually had less restrictions or people weren't going to look at it as closely. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, back on Earth, the children are telling Orko about Christmas. Uh, when Man at Arms transport beam activates, Orko and the children walk towards the light and all three appear on Eternia. Uh, as the water crystal cannot be recharged for a few days, Queen Marlena declares that Prince Adam and Adora's birthday will dis- will double as a Christmas celebration so that Alicia and Miguel will not miss out. Meanwhile, in Horde World, Horde Prime is furious that a new spirit of goodness has arrived on Eternia. He summons Hordak and Skeletor and commands them to destroy the spirit of Christmas, i.e. Alicia and Miguel. Sean, you want to go first or you want me to hit it? It's getting pretty dark, but I still, I'm still going to go with my initial thought. Horde Prime should just go, hey, Hordak, take over now. Get in there. Get it done. There's literally two of them left, and you can take these guys. That's just my opinion. Christmas. Um, Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's a, it's pretty much it, it's it's I don't know why that, that is such a weird quantity of like Christmas spirit. Now this is a problem for me. It almost makes me think of like Unicron and the Matrix. It's right. like out of nowhere, here's this entity, here's this power source that now is a big problem and making <laughs> this planet, you know, like shaking its knees. And it's like Horde Prime scared of Christmas. I, it just it's it's so like the whole the whole special for me always messes with my head because it's not where I ever expected any masters to go, and then two years later they went to Earth again anyway. So who would have thought? Um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's still odd in that way for me because I never ever wanted to see Christmas or Earth, and it's all happening. It's all happening. It's all happening. <laughs> it's I, all happening. I, I kind of like the so. First, right off the bat, like there is kind of a suspension of disbelief. Like you have to have like this. This special has to kind of exist sideways in the continuity, especially with scenes that are coming up later, which I love. But it's still like, you know, it's got to be one of those things where you got to suspend a little bit of it. And to me, like Horde Prime is set up as such a big evil bad and. So, like, the idea that, as especially as a kid, like, the idea that the spirit of Christmas is such a spirit for good and hope and peace that, like, this pure force of evil is, like, threatened by it. Like, shit, that's one more thing that's going to give these rebels some hope. Like, no, cut that shit out right now. 
you know, that that's kind of a cool concept. And uh, again, going to Brave Star a little bit here, like, I don't know how much you guys remember that show, but, you know, the big bad in the movie stampede that gives Tex Hex his abilities and everything. Like, he was supposed to be related to Horde Prime. So they're, you know, like, they're kind of setting up in the Filmation universe that there are all these kind of big forces of evil, you know. It kind of, you know, almost like a, a four horsemen kind of thing, you know, mm. a, dark, a dark four. And so for the idea that, like, Christmas could be one of the forces, you know, Christmas and Gray Skull, and like these are all these forces of good, you know, that 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 it's it's a fun little thing to play around with in my mind. It's almost Rise of the Guardians style uh, mm-hmm. concept. Um, for for me, starting off with the the first part of it, the you know where they're telling Orko about Christmas. Um, I think they did a really good job of incorporating some some ideas of Christmas without getting too much on the religious side to where they would, you know, kind of ostracize anybody. Um, You know, they did mention the three wise men and Bethlehem and stuff, but they didn't like they kept kind of cut like they would tell the story and they would cut away and then come back and they would be telling another part of the story. Mm -hmm. Um, And and they really landed on the, that the, the main idea with Christmas is, is basically the goodwill towards men and, and, you know, loving one another and all this and that. So I think right. What's that? And presents, right? Yeah. And presents. So, (laughs) so I think they did a good job of kind of, um, you know, getting the feeling of Christmas without going too far down the Christ path, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, which wouldn't have bothered me, but I know that for other people it may have. So, so I think they did a good job of navigating that part of it. As far as the, uh, the Hordak and Skeletor with Horde Prime thing, I thought that was <coughs> awesome. Like, like to see these two that have been kind of the big bads of those universes have to answer to somebody else um, was, was really cool. Um, and, and I always kind of felt like Horde Prime was really like the Zodak for the other side, kind of like, like yeah. Zodak, if, if things start it. going too much down the evil path, Zodak has to interfere and kind of, you know, stop, <clears throat> you know, and I feel like Horde Prime is kind of the opposite. Like, like if things start getting too good, you know, people start getting too cheery or too happy or too loving. And, you know, like, like, so that's where you know, kind of what you're saying, Dooch, like it was like the overall feeling of goodness and happiness and, and, you know, is getting too much to where like he needs somebody to step in and put a stop to this. Not that Chris, them throwing a Christmas party or something was going to be the problem, but it's actually just the, the hopefulness and, and everything else that had to, you know, they had to kind of squash it. And, and, in my opinion, they did that. Like, even I don't think you needed to kill Alicia and Miguel to do that. I think you just needed to cause some chaos, which I think they did a really good job of, um, you know, to kind of at least not not yeah. stop the goodwill, but at least kind of distract them for a little bit. Yeah. And if they uh, can, if they can kidnap the children and take them like there, there's the hope gone. Literally. Yeah. Like, yep. Completely agree. Uh, and Lacey is wearing a Brave Star shirt right now. Very nice, Lacey. Uh, all right. On to the next. Where are we? On Eternia, Bo and Perfuma entertain the children, but their enjoyment is cut short when Hordak captures Alicia, Miguel, and Orko. 
On his way back to Etheria, Hordak encounters the Monstroid, who take the children for their own, fully aware that Horde Prime wants them. He-Man and She-Ra visit Peekaboo, who uses her special vision to inform them that the children have been captured by the Monstroids. Orko and the children are freed from their jail cell by Cutter, one of the Mansheens. Uh, Orko, Cutter, Alicia, and Miguel, along with Cutter's cousin Zipper, attempt to escape the Monstroids. So, lots happening here. We got one of the best songs in all the series. Um, you got to give Bo a little bit of credit for his entrepreneurship. He's like, oh, Christmas, huh? They're, they do songs about that, huh? I'm gonna I'm gonna get right in on that. Like I'm gonna compose this thing in five minutes. Here we go. First Christmas song on Eternia. Copyright bow. <laughs> Do you have it queued up to play or I should have. That would have been really cool. That would have been really awesome. That would have been really awesome. <laughs> um I, I think you know, for what it is, it's it's you know campy and silly, but it's it's got a little bit of an earworm net esque yeah. to it. Um, you know, it it's it's all right. It's not bad. Um, I think they did Bo dirty, where you know he like basically like can't do anything. He just gets frozen solid, like in two seconds, and he oh, can't. As soon as like, he draws the like, bow, he's like, yeah, it's just like yeah, frozen. You're done. Um, <laughs> so I think they did him a little dirty with that. But um, and then I'm gonna throw out what you know may turn out to be an unpopular opinion, but unlike the monstroids, I love the Manchines. I love Cutter. the Mansheens. I've always loved oh, them. Man, They're Cutter amazing. and Zipper. I love Z- Zipper. Zipper. <laughs> oh, Come man. on. They're yeah. right behind us. So it is just silly and ridiculous. Oh. And it's everything that I ever loved about filmation. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I love the Mansheens. So. Oh yeah, I, that whole scene where they're sitting in the prison cell and everything, and the you know Cutter comes up to the bar and how are we gonna get out of here? They don't call me Cutter for nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I loved it. Sean, the machines <laughs> are like if a GoBot and Thomas yes. the Tank Engine had yes. a weekend in <laughs> Vegas. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I am not a fan. The one sounded like he was trying to do an impression of Bill Cosby, which was weird enough to listen. Zipper. He, every time I heard that, I, I wanted him to say Jello pudding snacks the whole time, or pudding pops, or whatever it was. Um, Who's that? And, one? and, and, and when I, when they went to that song, I just was sitting there going, "Oh my god!" Like I I I'm I know you guys are okay with the campy, what like. I'll be honest, and I've said this before, and I, I, I know I'm the unpopular opinion on this episode, and I'm okay with that right now, because like when I first in the theater sat there and watched Secret of the Sword and the theme song came on, I remember as a kid I was blushing and going, oh, fuck, what am I in for? Sorry, but I did it. Uh, I was like, what am I in for? Why are these the power of love and all that? I mean, it's like... Huey Lewis can pull it off, but this didn't work for me. me. And this also didn't. I want the universe to find her. And he's just going to sing through my whole thing. But anyway, (laughs) watching watching this this special (laughs) in particular still has me going. If Shira wasn't on a theory, these people would be so boned right now because I don't see anybody who has a legit like they're the, they're gonna be you know like the next one to help if Shira isn't there, and it just oh the the whole thing is just not working for me on any level right now. 
How, it's how the, when the kids you... sing the song, oh my god. Love and caring, nope. happiness. It makes people head turn into a serial killer for people. It's like fingernails on a chalkboard. Christmas right comes but once a year, eternia and everywhere. Uh, Matthew, I agree. The both songs are phenomenal. Uh, and Wichita Richard, man, Sheen's better than the Meteorbs. Absolutely. Hands down. I, w- I wanted man, Sheen toys as, as a kid. Just, you know, little, um, now I know Battle Beast size guys with, mm-hmm. you know, one rolls and one's got spinny hands and everything. Yeah. Oh, I would have loved a cutter with like, like if it had like a little uh, thing that you did, like and it, just... it would spin around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, the guy with the, the rope, the rope comes out of his chest and everything. And yeah, yeah, it's it's great. I love the machines. Oh, so good. Uh, uh, and Snout Spout does make a couple appearances, but it's in the beginning and the end. Dusty Standiford, welcome, hey. buddy. Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah, and then uh, of course we kind of missed it in the middle there, but. Uh, the uh, the Hordak Schnaz ship, as I've always called it, because it's always looked like a giant nose to me. So, oh no, that don't look like a nose. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it doesn't. About that one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. today going. Oh, my 45 year old mind is not thinking what he thought it was when he built that thing. Yeah. So, so when the lead monster goes up and grabs it for you, Sean, that's uh, uh all all I could keep thinking is that's why Catra's making that noise. She's in there and it's rumbling on her, and yeah. <laughs> that's why that is all like, I know yeah. is if there's if there was ever a a figure or a vehicle that they were ever going to make into an adult toy, that would be <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I would have absolutely loved having that and flying it around in my mom going, what the hell did I do? <laughs> Where did I go wrong with this boy? <laughs> oh, oh, and I do I want love, to... I, I love how he goes, it always made me think of it as a nose. I'm like, oh, you are so nice. Yeah. I did not see a nose the minute that that thing came on the screen. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's just something wrong with you. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's always been. It's just it comes out harder when it comes to this special, apparently. <laughs> uh, and, and the song is titled Christmas on Eternia, and it was written by Erica Scheimer, who did also okay. write The Secret of the Sword uh, theme song. I'm sorry, Eric. I'm not a fan. I just, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. We got a too bunch- many things I hate all at once. I don't know what one to go after first. God. We got a bunch of new guys here. Dusty, uh, Matthew's here, everybody. Oof. So uh, let's go ahead. Let's give away another of our secret Santa presents. These are just like they sound. I wrap up a gift. I send it to you. You don't know what you're getting. We've had, a, we had Joe and Clint and... Just been Joe and Clint, or did we give away three? No, one more. Yep, and somebody Good else. Bodies. I forget. Uh, so we're gonna share a hashtag here, and you guys just go ahead and throw in the comments. We'll pick one of you as a winner, and we'll send you a hashtag zipper. Zipper. <laughs> zipper. How many? How many Z's in that? <laughs> it's literally a vibrator, and then they have zipper. I mean, <laughs> he's a skateboard with a head, Sean. <laughs> zipper. Oh. So hashtag a that hashtag zipper. Throw that down below. One of you will win a secret Santa prize. Uh, we'll give it a little <laughs> bit here, and then we'll draw. Uh, 
Zipper. How can you not love the man? I think Scott Baker was the second one. Scott Baker. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, last thing I'll say about the scene, uh, this is mainly towards Sean. How can watching uh, Cowell and Orko dance together, floating in midair, not warm that dead soul of yours? <laughs> Well, considering I never liked either character as a kid, it didn't really do much for me on that Look what level. I'm dealing with. This is why I had to bring Curtis on. Look at what I'm dealing with, guys. Hey, I mean, <sighs> the, the, the thing is, you two are bonding. I'm just kind of here, and that's okay. But We're you two right. are bonding over your love of this, and I get to be the one that can go... Uh... You're playing I the role of Jesse, where I just want to go. I just want to go, Sean. Who hurt you that you can't enjoy Zipper and the Manchines? <laughs> they, they literally. I, I kept uh, when I was watching this. I'm literally. Like, it, it's like you guys just completely <clears throat> GoBots take over, and you forgot that GoBots didn't make it out of the other side after Transformers showed up. Like it Those just were so, so much weird. better than GoBots. I think we glossed over it too, but earlier when Shira first meets the monstroids, I, that line still cracks me up. Where Swiftwind's like, "The robots, they're transforming. Mm. What evil robots!" Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, just <clears throat> gotta throw one more thing out now that you brought up Swiftwind, but Swiftwind <laughs> so much better than Battle Cat. Just, just throwing that out there. Like personal opinion. Like I, I just. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, why would like you don't even see Battle Cat get used in this this episode because he can't fly? Like he like what what good is that? Like, come on, Swift went so much better. Well, I Battle Cat read the script that said I'm out and he walked away, and just like I would have too. I love I love them both. Um, I do wish Battle Cat had been in here, um, but at the end of the day, with how this when this was produced, obviously. Wherever they have the chance to, they're going to feature the Shira characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just I mean, even Tila's only got the one scene where they find the book. And I don't even think she had she might have like a line. Mm. So yeah. But they both are man. Just wait till Mondo releases their Swift Wind. I that I, I would have to get that. Next scene, uh, just when it appears they will be captured, He-Man, She-Ra, and Swiftwind appear, and with the help of the Manchines, defeat the giant evil robots, because they transform, and anything that transforms is evil, mm. by only Mattel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as the heroes celebrate their victory, Skeletor captures Alicia and Miguel and zooms away on his war sled. Hordak follows Skeletor and blasts him out of the sky, but not before Skeletor can prevent Hordak from giving chase. Determined not to stay in one place, Skeletor orders the children to walk through the snowy tundra. However, the children are cold and weak, and the Manchine puppy relay cannot move through the thick snow. Skeletor, feeling a ting of compassion, gives the children's coats and carries relay himself the children tell skeletor about christmas but he does not seem to understand the concept here's another point i know i talked about a little bit earlier but where the animation really stepped up uh and the fact that as soon as skeletor shows up his war sled has a longer back section a seat section the entire time again if this was a regular episode that would have only grown when he needed it so that's another just little thing that after watching lots of filmation that jumped out at me where it's like, 
you know, they, they took the time to go, no, the children are going to have to ride on this too. So he, he got the, he got the family edition out of the shed. <laughs> the family edition. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'll just throw out like, for, first off the, the whole chase scene between Hordak and, and Skeletor, I think, I just think it's interesting that Hordak's got this huge <laughs> ship and Skeletor just has the little sky slug <clears throat> and he fires this little tiny beam or whatever from the back of the sky sled. And that's enough to totally disable Hordak's ship. Yeah. Like, it's like, man, what kind of piece of shit thing are you driving <laughs> that you got this huge ship and it can't even take one blast from a sky sled. Um, Actually, he uses Havoc staff to take down the ship. I thought it was a little gun out the back of the sky sled. Unless I'm misremembering now. I'm pretty sure. I'll watch it again, but I'm pretty sure there's a little gun out of the back of the sky. Well, now I'll have to watch it again, too. Yeah. So, And Sean's got to watch it again, too, just because we said yeah. so. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no. the, the you know, when the whole, like, Skeletor with the kids, this yes. begins, for me, what this is all about. Like, you know, everything up until now, forget it. You could throw it all away. I like it, but you could throw all that away. Everything from this point on, from Skeletor and the with Relay and the kids, is what this whole Christmas special is about, and it's why I have to watch this every year. Yes, um, it is. Not only do I appreciate it, and do I have to watch it? <clears throat> I think it's the best Skeletor we get, not only in filmation but in any version of media. I think this is the best Skeletor moments that we get ever. Um, and I absolutely love it. So, last call, real quick. Hashtag zipper, zipper. Throw it down in there, and uh, you can win one of our secret Santa prizes. Hey, uh, I completely agree. This, I mean, just, just, and the pacing. Like they take their time. Hey, Jesse, welcome. <laughs> Uh, you know, they take their time setting it up. The children are cold. Well, too bad. We're going anyways. Yep. All right, fine. I'll give you jackets. But we're leaving the puppy. And then Alicia, like, passes out. Yeah. <laughs> <And> then, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, he's just like, just like, come on. Like, get get over it. Right. <laughs> She's like dead. <laughs> you know, and then the, the little relay and everything. And he's like, oh, fine. Let's go. If it just keeps gets moving. And then, well, I can carry him. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll carry him. Oh, right. Carrie. <laughs> yeah, it will go faster. Yeah, it's just the, those little things, and uh, and he starts great. licking his face. Yeah, <laughs> great anime. They really played up uh, Skeletor's facial expressions. Too, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, again, just really stepped up the animation here. Um, fa favorite, I know it's just about everyone's favorite line, but you know, uh, you know, and and then you know, we give each other presents. And then when you open them, they explode, right? <laughs> yeah. No, they're supposed to be nice. It, it reminds me of, uh, you know, when my kids were younger, they were very much into SpongeBob. And there's uh, the one episode where SpongeBob is teaching Plankton about fun. And and Plankton just doesn't get it. Like, he he, he totally is very much yep. like that. Like, like, uh, you know, he's like, you know, and the U in fun is for uranium bomb. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, it's not. It's, <laughs> it is, it's very much like that. Like, yeah, presents explode. Like that would be fun. Right. No, that's not it. Uh, dogs like bones really couldn't help it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. 
All right. Before we get to Sean, let's go ahead and give away Zipper here. Zipper. Good luck. I really would. I I would buy Masterverse or Origins. They put out a zipper. I'd buy it in a second. Absolutely, Cowbunga dude. Congratulations, you have won. Uh, go ahead and drop me your address either over on Facebook or logpod85 at gmail.com, and we'll get your present on your way. And thank you. All right, Sean. Best scene of the special. How'd you like it? I, I would like to think that this is the beginning of Skeletor's journey and being a symbolic father figure like some people might have to become, but we're not expecting to be. Therefore, he's making the best of the bad situation or a difficult situation, I guess. Um, not the Skeletor that I ever wanted to see, but I'm not going to lie, this... This part actually got me like, okay, I'm a little more invested after the goddamn Mansheen bit and the damn song. <laughs> because resizes at, least, that day. <laughs> at least, at least, it, like, it, the thing is, this part at least felt more in character for me of who he is on filmation compared to, like, it, it, on a special like this, some characters feel like they're just being written because of how the special is, I guess is the best way I can describe it. But, um, but no, that one, I guess it's like the, the father in me coming out watching it now, because it's been a little while and all this and just seeing the kids and it's like, okay, you know, like even if, even if I was being one of the most evil, you know, the, the, um, Warlord of Destruction, there would be a part of me that would look at it and, uh, and go, eh, maybe those kids don't deserve this kind of stuff right now. Or yeah, maybe maybe these kids don't deserve to be handed over to Horde Prime. So yeah, and and, you, yeah. and I I get what you're saying because it's not like he just immediately warms up to the idea of right. Christmas and being nice or anything. Exactly. He is fighting it the whole time. Like and, he does and not that makes sense. Yeah. That makes it that that works for me on that level because. Like the the first thing that I thought of watching it was Evil Seed, yeah. and the fact that in Evil Seed he he was tooth and nail, not wanting to help, but he knew he had to. And otherwise, you know, it's like that's Eternia. What? That's where I keep my stuff. Now what? You know, <laughs> that's where I keep my stuff. It's, it's that whole thing. So it's it's the idea, like looking at this situation. He's not really into doing what Horde Prime wants to do anyway, because he's yeah. Skeletor. He doesn't want to mm -hmm. be controlled by an outer source. He hates the idea of that. So even if they wrote it where he double crossed them, instead of it being the Christmas spirit, either way, yeah. I I kind of dig the fact that he did he did his own thing. And it screwed over Hordak and Horde Prime in that way. Skeletor is nobody's B word. Exactly. <laughs> he should well, not be. I, it, it's like when, when they brought in the Horde when I was a kid, I just saw them as a separate faction. When Filmation started building them into what they built them into, I'm like, I don't like this concept. Like, I don't like the idea Skeletor has to answer to a higher power. Yeah. Be it Hordak or Horde Prime. Skeletor was supposed to be his own you know, force yeah. of wickedness and force of havoc out there in the universe. And I think for the most part, they did a good job of even when he was supposed to answer to somebody, he kind of yeah. does his own thing, you yes. know, like he, he's yes. still looking out for himself. Number one. 
Yeah. Well, so. In that case, let's go on to the next scene and see how this all ends with Skeletor. Uh, he managed to arrive to save the children just as Hordak and an army of Horde troopers, available now at your local toy store from Mattel, yes. uh, <laughs> appear on the scene. Hordak deflects one of Skeletor's blasts back at the Lord of Destruction, and the villain is knocked to the ground. Horde Prime arrives and prepares to take the children. A confused Skeletor, motivated by the spirit of Christmas, saves the children. He-Man and She-Ra throw Horde Prime's ship back to Horde World, and a perplexed Skeletor is reassured by She-Ra that Christmas only comes once a year. <laughs> this whole ending here with like everybody culminating, it's like, again, just the action bumped up. The wave upon wave of Horde Troopers, where it's like, you know, He-Man... It really struck me on this watch through that like He-Man and She-Ra are really just reacting this whole time. Like they are always behind the eight ball as this entire thing goes on. Since Orko t goes up in the Sky Spy, they're like, you know, they just can't catch up. Like, oh, luckily there's no one in there. No, Orko is in there. Oh, we got him back, but now he's got some children, but now they're taken. Oh, we found them. We defeated the monstroids, but now they've like they are just going along. Like they're this chasing is their tail the whole time. Yeah. This is Skeletor and Hordak special, and it culminates mm -hmm. here where, like, you know, they're I mean, they're going to win. Hordak even says that. Like, yeah, like we don't have to beat you, He-Man and She-Ra. We just have to wait for that ship with its freaky ass claw to don't know what the plan is with that claw there to uh to get those children up there but yeah it just it, it i mean even as a kid i'm like you know how are they gonna do this there's not enough time yeah i uh i i had i went kind of on a little bit of a spree there for a while and was collecting um some some filmation cells yeah and one of the ones that i have that i really like is from this Christmas special nice. and it's the part where He-Man and She-Ra throw Hordak's ship uh, you know so they're both yes. of it and grabbing it and getting ready to fling it up oh, in space great scene. so um, you know I, I really like that part of it because I have that, have that cell and it, it, it just you know it's important to me um, but the, the I like the ending on this because you know not only did you you see Skeletor go through this transformation. <coughs> but I like how towards the end, like with He-Man and She-Ra, like they don't beat him up. Like, like a lot of times I yeah. feel like throughout Filmation, like even when Skeletor does show any sort of humanity or whatever, you got He-Man like calling him bone breath or, or, you know, throwing insult or little jabs mm -hmm. at him and stuff. And, you know, for them to kind of like, you know, He-Man's like, uh, uh, oh, Skeletor saved you, and and then Shira makes, makes her, yeah, yeah, and then Shira says, "Oh, don't worry, it only comes once a year," and and they kind of laugh and stuff. Like it just felt very um, warm and inviting, like rather yeah. than them him going, you know, okay, like okay, yeah, you did your part, now get the heck out of here. Like they yep. didn't, they didn't like brush him to the side. So I, you know, but they also didn't, it wasn't like, hey, come back to attorney and, and celebrate with us either. It, it was, no, but it, it was the right amount of, hey, we appreciate yeah. that you did something, you know, but it, yeah, I don't know. It just felt like a good ending it to was, that whole part. It was like the not today type thing. Like, yeah. All right. Like you did some shit here, mm. but we're cool for now. Right. We'll, we'll see you next week. Yep. 
front front of gray skull noon perfect yep yeah yep sounds good buddy yeah. And I do like that they even kind of, I mean, obviously you're going, well, it's the spirit of Christmas, but like, even in the diet, like there's some leeway to that because like you Mm. guys said, Skeletor is his own person, you know, Matthew Dodder, Skeletor ain't no one to be, uh, Like, so, you know, and he, he, he sees the children being taken and you can put whatever context you want in there. Cause even Skeletor's like, I don't know what's coming over me. Like, Mm -hmm. You know, is it Christmas? Is it just, you know, forget that horde prime. Like I'll these kids, was. these kids guy. aren't the, yeah, I mean, really woke them up. So that's what it, it is. It, 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 the dialogue does a good job of leaving that open. Like you can believe whatever you want to believe. At the end of the day, you know, was it, was it Christmas? Was it the fact that Skeletor realized what we we're talking about earlier? Like these kids aren't this huge beacon of hope. Like killing these kids isn't going to do anything. And, you know, I don't like you bossing me around anyway, so I'm going to stick it to you. But yeah, uh, and I, and I never really felt like from watching it that that Skeletor really ever wanted to deliver the kids. He just yeah. didn't want to get beat by Hordak. Like like he didn't want right. Hordak. Hordak winning was could not <coughs> like he was mm-hmm. not going to let that happen. No. Um, but whether the kids got delivered to Hord Prime or not, I don't really feel like he really even cared. Yeah, so much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sean, baby. How you doing over there? No, I, I mean, I, there's a part of me that wishes at the end of it that he would have done something to disappear or, you know, it's the whole, I don't like these feelings I'm feeling. And he, he like does a flash, like, like a flash spell or something. And then, the, and then when, when everything dies down, he's gone. So then it almost has that, like he left on his own terms rather than staying there and have to deal with the feelings and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Because like in my head, Skeletor would be somebody either running like hell from there, or, or you know, like like using a spell to get back to Snake Mountain as fast as he could, so he could be back to his normal vibe or whatever. But, um, but yeah, it, it is kind of funny. It's it, it, like I said, it's it, it, this one still reminds me a bit of Evil Seed in that way. Instead of it being yep. Evil Seed, it's Horde Prime, and there is an element. I I, I like it better. Sometimes, though, like the Evil Seed episode was a little more interesting to me for the fact that it was they had to join forces to do this versus Skeletor made the decision on his own. But um, but yeah, no, I I I still I'm good with this. Uh, Snow Mansions, at least. Um, But yeah, I'm good with this. (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, Back at the Royal Palace, the. Celebration is enjoyed by all. Uh, Prince Adam in disguise as Santa Claus. Shh, don't tell anybody. Uh, gives Alicia and Miguel flying belts as a Christmas present before Man at Arm transports them back to their parents on Earth. Uh, they try telling their parents about their time on Eternia, and the parents blow them off until they go flying past them to bed. Everyone has a laugh, and Orko wishes everyone a Merry Christmas. <laughs> Hi, Kitty. <laughs> My cat has decided I'm not allowed to be angry anymore, and she's scared. <laughs> Aren't I so cute? Why can't you pay attention to me and quit uh, bad talking the manchines? Um, uh, so anyway. the, the, the ending of this is one of those where, and it's typical for you know, shows or movies of this time period where it's like 
you know, something wild and crazy happens to some kids and they're mm -hmm. trying to explain it to their parents and their parents okay. are like, absolutely yeah. don't believe them, you yeah. know, um, which, which kind of irks me as a, as a kid, it <clears> irks <throat> me because it's like, it's like, man, you tell me to be honest with you. You tell me to tell you the truth. And when I do, then you don't, you don't yep. listen or believe me. Um, so yeah. So the, the very end with them, you know, flying by them, it's oh, like, yeah. it, it, you know, <laughs> like there that's what you get for not believing us you know kind of thing mm -hmm. so I, I love that that little part on the end there um but yeah i mean it for me like i said the the whole thing with this special starts and ends with skeletor so you know from the time that he gets the kids till the time that you know shira says his line about it only coming once a year that's what yeah. it's all about everything else it's nice and i like it and i do watch it every year but you know that's that's really the meat and potatoes of that so I so in the last month, yeah, last two months, maybe as weird as this sounds on a Christmas episode, I, I've been listening to true crime podcasts just to do something completely out of left field for what I normally list. Yes. Thank you so much, Duchess. Um, and and like the amount of times that you hear about parents losing their minds because their kid is lost or something mm -hmm. I, and, and like i'm watching this part and going like this is bullshit <laughs> like if that was my kids if i if i didn't know within within an hour or two where my kids were i'd lose my freaking minds and these parents are so neglectful about this it's like how long have they been gone i guess is my first question my second question is hey mario got some that's awesome because he's a family man now good for him um but no, like watching that part, I'm like, that is so it, it in in the Richard Donner Superman movie. They have that moment where Superman saves the cat in the tree and then he gives it to the little girl, you know, bye, Frisky. See you later and all that stuff. And then the girl comes in, mommy, mommy, a man saved Frisky from the tree. And then the next thing you hear is, I, I told you not to tell lies. Yeah. And she yeah. smacks her. And it's like, that's kind of how it was watching this to me. It's like, they're like, well, go to bed. Go screw it. I don't want to hear what you have to say. I hate that part. <laughs> that part gets me every time. It, I'm like, what the? How long yeah, did they I mean, put that in there? It's This is still like the fallout of that era where it's the yeah. whole, the parents are just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you went to attorney. Yeah, fine. You know? And, and it's like, it's like, I love that they got the flying belts to at least fly past their parents. It's almost yep. like, we're not going to give you the finger, but really, we're giving you the finger while they yeah. fly by you because you aren't believing what we have to tell you. God, um, I wanted want one of those flying belts yeah. so bad. Mario kid. and his wife. Mario and his wife. Yeah. Uh, what, what's her name? <laughs> Daisy. The two of them finally got together. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 you're right. I mean, the, this is definitely just the, the epilogue, the wrap up. Mm -hmm. It's uh, you know, but but it does it so well too. At the same time, you know, it's gets the kids back. They had their little fun. They've got their, you know, hey Skelly, welcome. Um, and then you know, we get we get Adam in the Santa Claus outfit. Why wasn't that the holiday figure? Everybody thought you know, that was going to be the holiday figure that's of the what Super it Seven. Should today. have been. That's exactly what you know, we thought, and then we ended up with yeah. what we had. With relay, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Done. Take all my money. Yeah. Not a with with a removable removable beard too. 
<laughs> Either way, removable or just on. I like, that's fine. I like the removable the because they pull it off in the uh, the the episode. They yeah, she does. Yep. Yeah. Y'all, you so. knew it was me all the time, didn't you? Yeah. Know? Yeah, just like when you're He-Man, we know it's you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it was definitely that little, like, wink and a nod yeah. and everything. Uh, I gotta say, I did, uh, bringing that up, I did I did love, like, the Adamadora interaction throughout it. Yeah. And, and He-Man, She-Ra, you know, vice versa. But, uh, like, you know, that was something that, especially me, growing up on just the VHS tapes... You know, I didn't get to see a lot of that. I think I had like one crossover episode and then Secret of the Sword. So it's a lot of fun seeing them, you know, get to know each other. And it's the closest really to continuity that Filmation had. Whereas, you know, like this is this is the only time outside of Secret of the Sword that the whole royal family's together and Adora mm. getting to experience that. I mean, yeah, I mean that's all my Sean knows how I am about my Shira headcanon, but like there's there's a lot of stuff filmation couldn't do, but if you just think about it a little bit, it is, you know, like there's a lot of story potential there. So uh we got quite a few again. Let's go ahead and give away our last secret Santa uh prize here. If you're just tuning in, uh if you I'm gonna give you a hashtag. If you drop in the comments and you get picked, you win a present from us uh, that I'm going to send out to you. You won't know what it is till you get it. I'd love so. a relay ornament, Skelly. Oh, hell yeah. Hallmark, let's go. Uh, so our last hashtag for the evening is going to be then they explode. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag then they explode. Don't forget to put the hashtag. It needs that in the comments. And no spaces. We, no we space did the cart before the horse because we had dead bodies earlier. They should have been then they explode, and then we have the dead bodies. Well, you, you can tell when a dead body's gonna pop up, Sean. That's true. That's true. All right. So uh, a couple other interesting things to note that uh, I forgot to mention. Um uh for this special filmation actually hired two child actors to play the voices of the children. Which, oh really? Yeah, this that. is the only time this happened. Usually, you know, Linda Gary or Erica Scheimer would, would do the children's voices. Um, so we had Lana Beeson as the voice of Alicia. And we had R.D. Robb as the voice of Miguel. Now, <laughs> what's funny is looking them up, R.D. Robb in particular is interesting. He's yeah, got a... Skelly. Mondo. Huh? Skelly was asking if that's Mondo Relay. Yes, it is. The only relay they've made, unfortunately. Yep. Uh, but R.D. Robb was actually in a Christmas story as Schwartz. Oh, so, interesting. Yep. So that that is the voice of Miguel. Beautiful. Did not know that. That is, well, there you go. Serendipity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it all comes around. <laughs> it all. Uh, and then the last thing is uh, the coordinates on Man at Arms screen for or for Earth uh, relate to Filmation's place of business during the time of this production. Uh, the first part was a street number. The second part was their telephone number. And then the last part was their telex number. Cool. I, uh, I did also like, you know, I mean, you guys know me. I'm a huge Zodak <clears throat> fan or anything Cosmic Enforcers. Yep. And the the little part of him at the end, like in the group with everybody. Yep. Um, I think it was only the third episode that or third, you know, instance of him being in um one of the shows. 
So, you know, anytime that I got to see Zodak, I was happy. So, right. <laughs> well, this was the only, I love Snout Spout, and this is the only time I saw him as a kid. Oh, yeah. Like, I never saw any of the sheer episodes that he was actually in. Um, so, him putting the star on the tree for me was like, oh, yeah, that's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> you have one job. That's what I liked about Too Bad and, and uh, Spycore, because it's like, I really liked those characters yeah. um, in, in toy format. And so seeing nope. them in the collector was really mm -hmm. cool. Exactly. And, then, uh, and then when when Skeletor just like ejects them and they're they're like floating down holding on to each other. <laughs> Someone I think I think Greg I think Greg Tamizan uh I probably butcher his last name, but I think Greg's actually got that whole cell of oh yeah. I'm pretty sure he's shown it off before of all the evil warriors on the uh that's awesome thing. And as uh, so Zodak Curtis was in three actual episodes and then the special here. Gotcha. So, uh, and Curtis definitely knows the golden discs of knowledge one because that's where his main love is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Golden Absolutely. disc of knowledge. Well, and you know, we did our on off world, we did our little Christmas special last week and, mm -hmm. and I talked about, you know, my definition of, you know, a Christmas, you know, movie. And, you know, we talked about like the redemption part of it, the redemption yep. part. That's why I like golden disc of knowledge, like the yep. whole, you know, Xanthor's redemption in that, how, you know, yeah, he, he messed up and he did something bad and he's in the doghouse, but he works to get out of it and, and mm -hmm. to change things around and, and make different choices in his life. So, um, yeah, I think it was just kind of fitting to, to mention with this as well, because it, it does have that redemption part to it. Absolutely. Uh, and Skelly does bring up uh, Zodak's voice in Filmation. It, it was amazing. It was like uh, if Neutral wa was a voice, like that is him. <laughs> Zodak was ASMR before ASMR was a thing. Oh, yeah. I and I think Bob that. Ross might have gone, hey, that guy sticks great. I'm going to use that. <laughs> um. All right, guys. So it is time for our ranking. So here at Legends of Grayskull, we've got a Power Sword Havoc Staff ranking. So three Power Swords is the very best perfection. Two Power Swords, very good, well above average. One Power Sword, good, enjoyable. You know. Uh, then we got then we got the Cosmic Enforcer. That's neutral. That's right down the middle. Neither good, neither bad. Uh, then we go down to the Havoc Staffs. One Havoc Staff, that is a bad episode. Two Havoc Staffs is such a terrible episode. Three Havoc Staffs, no one should ever watch this ever. Uh, so we're going to start back at the top corner and work our way around. Sean, what is your Power Sword Havoc Staff rating? I will go with a Cosmic Enforcer for this one because... Hey, we got him up to a Cosmic Enforcer. I'm taking that as a win. It's like the machines <laughs> are only in it a little bit. They drive me crazy. But, um, and I hate the song. I still hate the song. I'm sorry. But um, but there is some, like, like uh, Too Bad being in it, for instance, and Spike or, like Curtis was saying, is really cool. And uh, everybody being in the Royal Palace is pretty cool. And, um, and, and the it's not a redemption arc with Skeletor, but just you know him being out of character and being fun uh, in some ways it's like yes not my skeletor but in this case it works for me okay 
Uh, real quick, just because he mentioned songs, one more tidbit I, I forgot to share. So the opening theme song, you know, as the Sky Spies flying around and everything, that is actually a mix of the He-Man theme, the She-Ra theme, and Jingle Bells is how they oh, came up with that. Interesting. Uh, Curtis, Havoc Staff, Power Sword, where do you land? Well, first of all, I think just getting the neutral to Sean, like you said, is a big win. Yep. Um, I think deep down tonight, he's going to be singing that song. He's he's going to be loving, and caring, and all that. Oh, I've got um, a speaker in his house. I'm going to play it through. <laughs> I, I act as sister. You're going to hear some weird noises <laughs> later on. Yeah, I'm used to that from you. Um, I'm going to get. I'm going to say two power swords. Um, I. I feel like, you know, the, the like I said, the Monstroids didn't land for me. There's a few other things that, that I think could have been better. Um, but it's, it's a, for me, it's a must-watch every year. Um, and and I, I feel like it's the best version uh, or the best, I don't know, bit of Skeletor that we get in any form of media. So for me, it's two power swords. Fair enough. Uh, we've got, uh, in the chat, we've got Manny's giving it one sword, Wichita Richards giving it a two sword, uh, Skelly gives it all the power swords, uh, Matthew gives it two, and Scott gives it two as well. Uh, real quick, one last call here, hashtag then they explode if you want to win a secret Santa gift. Uh, for me, it is a, a solid two-sword as well. Uh, it's definitely not perfection. I've, I do have some issues here and there. But overall, you know, just just the tone of it, it's a Christmas special, but they don't lean too hard any one way, Curtis. That's definitely something I picked up, especially trying to be as critical as possible in this latest rewatch for the show. I really like how they handled that, where they give you little bits and pieces everything's valid for Christmas, you know, because that's something Filmation did. They thought about their viewing audience. They thought about how television impacts people. Um, mm -hmm. And overall, it is, you know, it, it's full of action, especially in the 80s. Like, th this is action-packed for a He-Man show. They took extra care with the animation. So, yeah, it's definitely well above average. Uh, two power swords all the way. And I will say, because of how they've done the rest of the series, this is the only era that a Christmas special works in. Because you mm -hmm. have Marlena, you've already had visitors from Earth. That episode has happened where he may mm -hmm. have gone to Earth. Like, you know, you've got that without without Marlena being from Earth, I don't think a Christmas special in He Man works. Like it's yeah. then you're going too foreign. Whereas, yep. like, you didn't have to go into a lot because you've already got Marlena there. Even if the attorneys didn't celebrate Christmas, like, you, you, there's that connection where you can just jump in and just have these cutaway scenes where it's just like, yeah, here's Christmas, blah, blah, blah. But it's not, you know, it's not world changing. Yeah. So. Well, I, I would say just kind of tag on with our rankings there, too. Like, I mean, obviously, we're we were all you know, very big He-Man fans growing up. Otherwise oh, we wouldn't yeah. be on this podcast talking about it. Yes. But, but there were a lot of other properties that we watched as well. And there were a lot of Christmas special. I mean, pretty much everything did a Christmas special at some point. Yep. Um, this is the only one that I watch. Like, I, you know, I've got a lot of Christmas Regularly. movies yep. that I watch, but this is the only Christmas special from any, not even cartoons, but any TV show that I've, I watch every single year. 
So, you know, it, it is of, you know, like you said, it's not only two power, so it is a solid two. Like this isn't like yep. it squeaked in that second one. It's very solid two. And I have very minor gripes that, that keep it from a three. So. All right. Let's explode here. Good luck to all our winners we've already had. Uh, let's see who takes us home here. This does need a sound effect. Uh, Manny Gonzalez, congratulations. You're wrapping us up here. Thanks, buddy. He's uh, He's been here from the beginning. So yeah. appreciate you. Nicely done. Yeah. Uh, and Manny just jumped in and he said Brave Star even has a Christmas episode. So yeah, I agree. This is the only this is the only one that I've got to watch every year. Um there they're definitely some ones I've gone back and checked out, but they're not regular viewing. So yeah. now Curtis almost jumped to this beforehand, but Sean, you know, you you take you took the hiatus, you were forced to watch it for counsel, you took the hiatus after that. We forced you today. Do you see yourself Either this Christmas, next Christmas. When do you think the timetable is that you would willingly revisit this? If I gotta watch it again for some reason. <laughs> Honestly, I it, it's just it's not on the like. Um, That's fine. I mean, it's the, the one the wrong, one, but it's fine. Well, no, Christmas special wise, the the <laughs> one that I I think of the most from my childhood <laughs> is actually the Garfield Christmas special. Hmm. That one, that one was like I don't know why it just because Garfield was like a seasonal Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. There was usually and, and the peanuts the Christmas one. one. What? I don't remember the Garfield Christmas. They one. they so so they go back to John's uh, parents' house in the in the country, and that's the one where like the grandma's there and she's kind of sad at Christmas, and then Garfield finds the old letters that the grandpa wrote her back when they were courting as they say and and she gets to relive some of that by reading them again and it like it fills her up with the christmas spirit and all that and garfield gets filled up with the christmas turkey that kind of stuff that for (laughs) me was like it it hit on levels that i always wanted to go back to it each year and and um but but like for me it was it was you mix he-man and christmas the only He-Man and Christmas that I had when I was a kid that it was justified was I got Castle Grayskull, the um, Fright Zone, and Spider. After that, I'm like, I don't need a Christmas special. Mm-hmm. I just I know He-Man to toys at Christmas. That that's what worked for me. It, it, like even as a kid, I was like, it's a bridge too far. I don't know about this one. Like, no, it, it felt it felt more like they were trying to just inject it instead of it feeling in, like a natural progression for me. And I think that's why it just doesn't resonate for me as a thing to watch every year for some reason. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, if I grew up on a farm, Eternia would be better too, Joe. I agree with that. Absolutely. But, but I, yeah, like I don't know. It was, it was, I don't know. It was just, it was too fantastical of the concept to have Christmas in it for me. Versus, okay, if you're having Garfield go to a, you know go to the country and he's at a farmhouse and they're celebrating Christmas. That to me was like, that makes sense. I don't know. It, it was the way my mind worked. I will say, I, I, I am glad the way they did. 
Grant, if like they had never made a Christmas special, I would not be sitting here today going, why didn't they? You know, like it's not something I would come up with on my own, but uh, it is something that I've enjoyed that they did. Uh, and I am glad that they didn't actually have Santa appear like most of the most Christmas specials and mm. episodes do, you know, um, I like I said, I, I really feel that they kept this as grounded as they could with, you know, Eternia and Christmas. Oh, there's there's me with my Castle Grayskull that there was supposed is. to be my brother's. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look at that shit-eating grin. That, that oh, look is win right there. If you want to know what win looks like, that's the look right there. <laughs> yep. There that, you go. That motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I'd throw that up real quick. So, nice. Yeah. I love it. All right, boys. Ten days till Christmas. Yes, We're almost sir. there. It's coming upon us. Absolutely. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks for everybody who tuned in tonight. Congrats to all our winners. Again, reach out to me on Facebook. You can find me under Matthew Duch. I don't hide. Uh, or if you're not on the Facebook, logpod85 at gmail.com. Uh, give me all your deets, and we will hook you up with our secret present. So, uh, Curtis, uh, you guys got something coming up this weekend? We do. We got a, yeah, shooting the shelf on Sunday. Uh, we've got Van Johnson on, uh, <coughs> and we are celebrating our 500 subscriber giveaway. So, nice. uh, we have a just a ton of prizes yes, uh, that we're, we're giving away. So, um, you know, I think pretty much they're almost all legions based. Um, so if you're, uh, you know, whether it's mythic cosmic legion, if you're a legions fan, probably want to check out that show. It's on the just Shelvet channel, uh, Sunday, 8 PM Eastern. Um, it's going to be, like I said, a lot of prizes. So do I have to be present to win or you do? That's the only oh, thing that you have to be there. So right. uh, there's nothing else that you have to do other than be in attendance. So, and I will say there's definitely a lot of mythic stuff, but I did see some, uh, some custom stuff too. I know, um, Alex Deshaw, he threw a fountain in there. Yep. Uh, so like there's definitely, I think there was a chariot I saw today or, yep, or yeah, Brian made it put in a chariot. We've got some of the um torches from Carver Customs. I thought I think yeah. uh I think Anthony House Sealed did um a custom head. Um yeah. and we've got some full figures, we got some figure sets. It's yeah, it's there's a ton of stuff. So I mean we're I think last well, I, I initially we were gonna try to give a prize away every 20 minutes, but then I think we got like double the prizes that we were expecting. So it's probably gonna be like every nice. 10 to 15 minutes, it's gonna be a prize. So I love it. Um it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Speaking of subscribers, make sure you guys click the subscribe button over here or over there. Where is it? It's somewhere down there. Uh like the feed too. We appreciate it. We're still chasing a thousand. Let's get yeah, and if you really enjoyed me being on this episode, make sure you leave a review on whatever your pods are cast. Um, I know that there's been at least one person left a review saying that they really enjoyed me on here. Um, yeah, I wonder who that was. And uh, <laughs> so, let, yeah, let your opinions be known. <laughs> uh, and make sure you uh, check out Offworld as well, where you can see me, Jesse, Curtis, and Sean. They're... We're chasing the 500. I think we're around 250 right now. So we yep. appreciate all your guys' support. Mm -hmm. Sean, 
Got anything, Ooh. you cold-hearted Skeletor? <laughs> um, I yeah, no, I'm pretty much I'm geared up to have the holiday hit because <clears throat> I have been working a lot and I would <clears throat> love to have a couple days off. And I'm really excited for my kids because I know what they're getting. Oh, I would hope Very so. nice. And that's just one of those, like, I can't wait to see their faces. This this is this is genuinely one of the first Christmases where I am like, I can't wait to see their faces on Christmas morning when they unwrap it. So, Do you guys... Cool. I know we're dragging out here. Uh, stick with us, guys, if you want, or take off. Uh, do you guys still ask for anything... Like I, I've transitioned to a point in my life where I'm like, you know, if I if I want something, I'm just gonna go get it, and I would rather focus everything on the kids, you know, and and you know, we we host now that we're in our own house and everything. We we've been hosting. We take Christmas, or my sister in law takes Thanksgiving. So like, I'd rather put all that effort into there, and I like, I really don't like getting presents anymore. You know what mm. I mean? Like, I don't. I don't, I don't ask for anything, and it, it just, I don't know. I'm like, I, I'm good. Like, take it to the kids. Keep the magic with them. Are you guys the same way, or is that just, uh, just a me thing? Uh, I mean, for me personally, I want to say it was what two years ago. My wife completely surprised the hell out of me by buying. She got me a. Uh, a new iPhone and the iPad. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And that was one where I, I almost started tearing up because I don't ask for stuff. And I hinted that it would be really cool to get an iPad because I was really hoping to work with it to do art. And, you know, it, at that point, she would always just kind of give me the laugh like, yeah, that'll happen this year. We got other stuff to deal with. Right. And so it was like really amazing to get something that I really wanted for the first time and, you know, quite a while because typically i'm the same way where it's like just do stuff for the kids don't mm. worry about me um this year though is the first year where i actually got something for everybody i am close to in my family so um because some years i let my wife handle some of that and then i just i'm in on it on christmas morning but this is the first where i really tried to do something for everybody like my mom heather and the kids so Nice. Um, so I'm really excited to see wh what Christmas morning will be like, especially even for my mom, because she is not going to expect what she's getting from me. Ooh. So we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> yeah. um, for for me, I'm definitely uh, a better gift giver than I am a gift getter. Um, like I'm very hard to shop for. Um, I, I'm kind of like what you said that like if I want stuff throughout the year, I just get it myself. Um, and, and typically when I do get gifts from whether it's my kids, my wife, whatever, I have to kind of like fake interest in it because I really don't have any. Um, <laughs> so, so, you know, I, I would. Doesn't your wife sit like right over there while you record? Yeah, she's asleep right now though. She's okay, sleeping good. on the couch. <laughs> but, but I mean, normally it's just, it's just not good. Like I, I'm very, <laughs> like I said, I'm just very hard to shop for and I, ha yeah. I hate faking like I like something. So I would rather get nothing than nope. get something that I don't want or need. And I hate, um, I hate having to be like, really like, well, I like this figure, but you can only get it from this site. And that like, yeah. if I'm going to go to all that, like, yeah, I'm just going to go do it. Like, now I say all that to tell you that last year I got the best gift 
I've ever gotten in my whole life from my wife. And so I asked her to get it again for me this year. And probably it's going to be my ask every year going forward. Wait, wait, now, this is this is Legends of Grayskull. This is an off world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it, just, it's fine. Okay. So um, <laughs> like the highlight for my year last year and this year, like <clears throat> really going to Legions Con and spending time sure. with my friends and doing all that kind of stuff. And last year she made me this little book um that she did on oh, nice. um, fluttershot or shutterfly Yo. and it's got like all of these you know just pictures inside from the convention and stuff in it um that helps me just kind of remember the convention and all that and so it's it's just you know just all this stuff all my friends and everything there's jesse over here <laughs> so um yeah, so I asked that again this year because I just absolutely love that. It's a nice little um, thing to just kind of look back on and and uh, remember the good times at the convention. So that is one that I will, like I said, probably be asking for every single year. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's like, you know, my, my kids, my wife, they don't know what figures I have, what I need. They don't know what, like, even if, you know, I heard some people I was talking to this week said that they – um, you know, ask for like paint brushes or paint, paint pots, you know, for yeah. customizing and stuff. It's like, they don't know, they don't have any idea. And if I just gave them a list and said, buy these things, like, I don't know, it's just weird. And, yeah, and exactly. I don't like the whole gift card thing. Like it's, yep. yeah, just I'll buy my own stuff. So exactly. yeah. All right, yeah guys. Memories, memories. That's what it's all about. So that's it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We hope you have a happy holiday. Merry Christmas. Wait, 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 wait. No, wait. wait, wait. We're not there yet. You you didn't talk about yours. Was that it? Like, you just don't do it at all as far as ask for any gifts or one? Right, right. I started off. I don't. uh, Actually, me and my wife, we since we've been married, we've never exchanged Christmas gifts. Really? Yep. Wow. Yeah, we've always just been, you know, I mean... uh, ever since we were together, like she's had the nieces and nephews were younger. Uh, yeah. and we started having kids and everything. And it's always been just like, same thing. Like if we want something, we're just going to go get it. Like, right. What is this, you know, I think the, the first year that we were together, like we did, like we bought her something and her dad, something and her sister. Mm. something, And then it was, like, but it was, it's, like by the second year, because and my family really doesn't do that anyways. Like my family is very much once you're over eighteen, like you might get a card, you might get ten bucks from grandma, but like that, you know what I mean? Like it's not anything, yeah, big. Yeah. And so like, and and basically that's what we all realize. We're like we're literally just sitting here trading shopping lists. Like, yeah, I got oh, it. Yeah, that makes sense. I, so I, I will tell you when it comes to the cards, I. Yeah can't stand cards like they're the bane of my existence you, like you i brought this up before I'm yeah it's just it, it's one of those where <laughs> like it's like you're you're giving me a job now because now i've got to figure out what the appropriate time is before i can throw this away <clears throat> without it looking like a jerk you know like just please if people out there if you like me if you don't like me whatever please don't ever send me a card i don't want a card from you i don't want a card from anybody keep your cards Hallmark has enough money. They don't need your money buying me a card that I'm just going to throw away. So there you go. All right, guys. We love you all. Hope you all have a Merry Christmas. Be Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, 
whatever you celebrate. Uh, we love you all. Congratulations to everybody who won. Thank you, everybody who tuned in, everybody who's going to listen on the replay or the audio version. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, and until next time, just remember, Christmas only comes once a year. Oh, come on.